welcome back to the show today. Dan Phillips, Mark Dunderdown, Stuart Roberts. How are you all doing? Shout at once in unison. I'm very well. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, did you have a good Christmas? Dan, you're, you're first. We've not seen each other or spoken. Dan, did you have a good Christmas and New Year's? Uh, yeah, not just not just because we haven't seen each other or spoken. I no, no, I know. Good, good I'm not suggesting that, anyway. your, that your Christmas uh, <laughs> uh, sort of love actually dream would only come true if I was in it. But we we literally uh, did yeah, the New Japan. Look, look behind the curtain. We did the New Japan podcast. I had to leave at two thirty, and we went to like two thirty-two, didn't it? So we had no pleasantries at all yesterday. So, but you had a good Christmas. Really good, thanks. Very football filled for me. Yes, um, and lots of victories as well. So I enjoyed mine. And we've got a very big uh, week next week, haven't we? We do. Yeah, Fulham versus Chelsea next Thursday. Are you going to see the away game? We'll, we'll talk about that next I Thursday, am. actually. Yeah, okay, I great, am. great, great. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. We've literally played Chelsea twice in three weeks. So what more could you What more could you want than to... Uh, and, we've only beat them, and we've only beat them twice in about 40 years. And it's the yeah. one game that we want to win. Yeah, and Mitrovic is um, suspended for the first one. So anyway, this is not a Fulham podcast. This is not... So, so I'm going to move on to you, Stu. How was your Christmas and New Year? Uh, my Christmas and New Year was great. Uh, a lot of fun with the kids and family. Football for me was pretty crap. Um, <laughs> so for those that don't know, I'm a Norwich fan, long suffering. We sacked our manager. We played crap. Uh, we didn't win over Christmas. It's all a bit miserable at Norwich, but hope is on the horizon with a new manager coming in tomorrow. So who uh, has previously taken his former team up to the Premier League on a shoestring budget in Huddersfield Town. So welcome, David Wagner, to Norwich City, fingers crossed. That's a good appointment, yeah. Very, very good. And Mark, you disgusting individual in your Argentina shirt. How was your Christmas and New Year's? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to be here. Um, (laughs) It was good. Christmas was good. Uh, But then Boxing Day, I set myself some DIY tasks. So the week between Christmas and New Year was an absolute... Uh, shit show. You can swear. We, 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 I yeah. think we were in, the, we're in the explicit era of the podcast. I was being, to be you, honest, you, yeah. paused, you paused to try and find a good word. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have one. So. shit show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we swore, like, literally for probably, like, the first 100 episodes of this show, but now yeah. it's just like, I can't be bothered anymore. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I was a bit ambitious with my targets and uh, I didn't achieve any of them. Hmm. I feel your pain because we had a lot of DIY disasters here before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas. You don't have to ask me. I had a pretty good <laughs> Christmas, pretty good New Year's. And do you know what? I've had an ama- I've, I've absolutely loved the last two days because I've had two days off work and I feel like this is the closest I'll ever get doing this full time because I've just been watching wrestling all day and I watched wrestling pretty much all day yesterday on recorded podcast. I've just been saying to Charlotte, I just thought I just need to need, I really want to somehow I need to win the lottery and just do this full time for no money with one Patreon subscriber. Anyway, we are here today for our third annual prediction show after what was quite a monumental year in the world of pro wrestling. And that is putting things mildly. Lesnar with McIntyre up yet again. Drew McIntyre dumped over the top rope. Brock Lesnar's going to WrestleMania.
Roman Reigns may be in this fight with one arm now. As Brock Lesnar lifts him up on the shoulders, Roman Reigns from behind. And Reigns with another spear in survival mode. Cover for the win. He got him. Here it's the sudden way that Roman Reigns just beat Brock Lesnar. He's going to win the honorable way. He's going to land that buckshot lariat and put Punk six feet in the ground. Buckshot. Oh, counter. Counter. See him pull him up. The GTS. Front to the face. The connected. Punk with the cover. Leg hook. Count on three. WWE founder Vince McMahon has stepped away from wrestling as the board of the company investigates a $3 million payment made to a former employee with whom he allegedly had an affair. Some breaking news now. WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon is retiring. The entertainment uh, just announced the move comes just after a month after the Wall Street Journal reported McMahon dished out hush money totaling $12 million to silence current or former WWE employees who alleged sexual harassment. The 76-year-old had been the head of the WWE since 1982. CM Punk hell bent. He got it! Whoa, he got it! One, oh, two, three! It's over! New champion! Good Lord! And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target. When somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry, it's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance it did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. So, Mark, first, would you say the Vince news uh, was potentially the second biggest story in wrestling in the modern era of wrestling history? I thought only Benoit was bigger than that. Um, but perhaps in terms of long-term impact, maybe this is actually bigger. What do you think? Yeah, I would say so. It's it's a it's been a constant that no matter what's gone on with wrestling companies, WWE run by Vince McMahon has been there since uh, some of us were born. Some of us um, uh, were there when he when he bought the uh, the thing forty something years ago. It, it was huge, uh, a huge huge story. Um, what do you think? Do you think it surpasses even uh, the? I think. I think Benoit is a, is a shorter term, bigger hit, if that makes sense. But this is this is this is monumental. Because the, the thing is, Vince Vince would have gone until he died, and and you're talking about 
the, the company's totally different. Like it's totally different under Triple H than it was Vince. There's so different types of athletes are being pushed. You've got the people from AEW that want to come back over. It's just a completely different, completely different kettle of fish. And I think it's it's massive. And I think it's such a huge um the the, the, the circumstances and the, and the details of the story are absolutely vile. It's such a huge positive that this has all come out for all of us and wrestling fans everywhere because WWE is a thing again, and it's it's great as well. Um Stu, what do you think of the Vince thing? Would you would you put that as kind of the, the biggest, perhaps the potentially biggest long arching story? Story, th- I would say storyline, it's not a storyline, kind of news story, I suppose, what are the words I'm looking yeah. for? I'm only drinking Diet Coke here, so I shouldn't be, I should be able to actually speak. But what do you think? I mean, yeah, it was it, it was a big story. Was I surprised? No, because it's been something that's had a rumbling undercurrent for many, many years, hasn't there? Yeah. There's been a lot of rumours and things flying around. So, so the impact for me wasn't wasn't as big as what it you know had it just been this one story that just came completely out of the blue um I think we could all probably sit here and just say like well you know I'm not surprised because I, I wasn't so so it didn't have the big impact that you know um it might have done had it just been an isolated incident has it changed things for the better absolutely WWE is now a viable product that I want to now re-watch again you know whereas yeah. it was very stale you know, probably for the last 18 months, uh, two and a half years, probably not helped with COVID. And you have to sort of like bring that into the equation that, you know, they, they did the best that they could, but it has been a stale, it has been a stale product. And it was almost like a switch was flicked. First roar after that, it was, it was full on, wasn't it? And it, yeah. and, and, and it's been a pretty, you know, it's, it's been a really good product. And I do feel that it is now in the right hands for the future. Hey, We've we've got a UK pay per view. We've all been chundering after that for how long? Yeah, since 20, 25 years. You know, thirty years. Thirty, 30 years. years. It was. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and we're now. I don't. You, you know, and we'll come on to this later, won't we? But um, it, I don't think it's going to be a one off. Now, I think this is going to be a regular feature of the yeah. UK wrestling calendar. One hundred percent. And and so it should be, and it should yeah. have been for a long time. But without doubt, Dan. Anything more to add on? I mean, obviously, you're you're watching WWE pretty religiously now aren't you is anything more to add on the Vince story and the impact it's had on your viewing habits I mean I'm watching it um, yeah yeah so quite a big impact um uh, given um the bit that stood out for me is given you know business stories and stuff like that I'm shocked that he didn't step down before like he waited for it to come all come out um and generally when these things happen people like he would have known this was coming out and people get out of there quickly and then it comes out and it's like, well, he doesn't work here anyway. But it probably just shows the sheer arrogance of the bloke that he was like, I'll wait till the very last. Like, I'll wait I'll wait till I have to. And it was in two stages, all- wasn't it? He stepped down as CEO, but he was still in charge of creative. And then the second yeah. lot of stories came out and then he had to he had to, step, he had to be basically removed pretty yeah, much. So I yeah. think it sort of shows. So it's great for the fans and more important not to bring that, but it's great for those that are affected by it directly that well, they can now speak come, up against him because... Yeah. You know, the bloke, as I said, even just leaving, it wasn't done graciously. Even that episode where he come out uh, and spoke yeah. in the ring, like how disrespectful. And yeah, like he could argue, you could argue at the end of the day, you say about the biggest story, maybe once it's all gone through. 
and he's found. I don't know what the situation is there. Now. I don't know if he's going to court or I don't. No, know I don't know. I suspect and... it's because it, the, the thing that got him was the fact that he. Um, the thing that actually got him was not the, the accounts, stuff he'd it? done. It was the accounts. It was the fact that he'd. Yeah. You know, I'm, tr I'm trying to get this right, but he had he had basically paid what should have been company expenses out of his own pocket and that is illegal when it is a pub a publicly traded company on the on the new york yeah. stock exchange and that is of all the awful vile terrible things he did that's the thing that got him that's the thing that got that's him. The, yeah. that's why he stepped down yeah yeah for the allegations i guess he was going to go down the route of innocent to proven guilty yeah exactly yeah now i'm going to use the best lawyers in the world to take on these people that can't afford that yeah and i'm probably going to win but that bit he can't hide from. Yeah, exactly. So you do and wonder, which actually puts my other question where if, and the sad fact is, and with him, I, never, I don't doubt, and it might seem silly, but if they don't, if things don't progress or they don't do anything, would you write off him showing his face again? Well, we're going to come, we're going to come back to that. My, that's, uh, that's in the thing that's now. That's scary. Yeah. Just, just oh, my, we'll come my, back to that later. Go on, my, my, my final bit on that is, and it, and it is very much a bit like a Benoit stuff now. If I'm watching, you know, sometimes I go on YouTube and just watch, I just search WWE and it pops up things. If he comes up now, I, I, I switch off. I have no interest in now watching, you know, all that stuff that he did with Austin and stuff like that for me is 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 tainted by yeah. what, what you've heard. And I don't really have uh, a, a desire to watch that anymore. Um, I certainly don't want to see him as an on-screen character anymore. And I don't think he... I don't think he will come back as an on-screen character. If I'm let's being... let's come back to that. Let's come back to that because we've we, we've lost the question, so I've replaced it with something. Oh, um, okay. Anyone want to say anything else about anything else this year? You know, obviously we had Roman Reigns unifying the titles. We had CM Punk breaking my heart. Various other things. Anything else to add before we get on to running through last year's results? Nope. I think mine's all covered in the questions. I'm assuming it'll come up. Yeah. Uh, not last year's stuff, really. Well, we're going to go through last year's results, but nothing about the, necessarily about the stories. But let's go through um, the results of last year's prediction competition. Um, so we'll, I'll, go, I'll go through the questions and, and the points and everything. So the first question I had last year was, will Dynamite beat Raw for total viewers? I think two years ago, we were all quite confident of this, but we all said no last year and we were all correct. Uh, will The Undertaker wrestle? Thank God the answer was no for each of us. Uh, and the same for Will The Rock wrestle? We all said no to that. Um, will either an AEW or WWE contracted performer appear on a television show of the other company? Now, I went back and listened to this question from last year to see how I quantified it, um, because this did happen. Chris Jericho, Brian Dennison and Paul White all appeared on Raw celebrating John Cena uh, by video package. And I did say that a technicality of sorts would count. So our combined no's were wrong for that. You were very nearly swayed, Dan. I don't know if you've listened to last year's show again, uh, but you were very, very nearly swayed. And he talks about Jericho being a possibility, but didn't quite get there. Um, so the next question... Inquiry. Yeah, sure as inquiry. The next question was, will Vince McMahon be removed as creative uh, head of WWE? Uh, I answered yes to this two years ago, but did not in 2022. And we all went no... Uh, and as we said, this is the big shocking one of the last 12 months. And, and thank the good Lord above that he is gone. Um, will AEW run a pay-per-view in the UK? Now, everyone but Stu said yes. And this did not happen. So at this point, Stu took the lead. So it's 4-3-3-3 three, three, three at this point. Uh, will WWE run a pay-per-view in the UK? We all said no. What little faith we had. Uh, we also all said no to CM Punk winning the world title in AEW. And that happened twice and was a rip-roaring success, as we all remember, uh, which I'm quite surprised we all said no about that. 
And then the 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 other the next question was: Will either Raw or SmackDown be cancelled or moved from their current US TV home? We all said no, and we were correct. So the scores at that point are Stu with five, and the rest of us with four. I don't like and the I, way you're saying at that point. <laughs> well, there's a, there's that a makes me nervous. <laughs> no, no, you don't, to, you don't have to be nervous because I'm sad to say that the point scoring is over. As none of us predicted correctly, the AEW men's all women's champion at the end of the year. I haven't got them with me, actually. even so you have to listen to last year's show. They're all sorts of... I think, uh, Mark, you might have said Cody Rhodes for AEW champion. Uh, that's the only one that I remember <laughs> jumping out. But, but we, we weren't. I mean, and that, that is another massive story. In fact, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, yeah, none of us predicted any of the AEW women's or men's champions or the men's or women's Royal Rumble winners. So Stu, with five out of 13 correct answers, which doesn't feel that good, if I'm honest. It's a moral <laughs> victory. It's a moral victory. Yeah. A win's you know, a win. I think you you were quite conservative last year. You went for a lot of no's early on. And then you obviously you, you got you got us with the AEW pay-per-view, basically. We're all too confident that Tony Khan would get his finger out and book something. And he still hasn't done it now. Yeah. So very impressive. The other thing, well, Cody Rhodes, that's now that that uh obviously I've put the WrestleMania clip, but that's a massive story. That's the first person, a big name star that's decided. Uh, and also another key part to that is he decided to leave AEW. He'd had enough of Tony Khan, had enough of everything that was going on there. And he went to Vince's WWE, not Triple H's WWE, Vince's WWE. Um, Stu, what did you, what, in terms of kind of big picture stuff for Cody, what, how big was that story last year in 2022? That was, for me, probably the, the, the biggest wrestling type, type thing, him coming back. Um, I mean... I think we all knew it was going to happen and, and I think we all knew it was going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, but there was always that little seed of doubt, wasn't there, and stuff like that. But for me, um, I, I, I loved his comeback. I, I thought the way there was no, you know, it was all very real life, wasn't it? It was all very, you know, related to his dad and how he wants to, you know, he wants to win the title and stuff like that. Um, three, three stellar matches against Seth Rollins, you know, really unfortunate with that 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 injury and 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 that that debate should he have wrestled shouldn't he have wrestled because i mean that was uh that was a when he took his shirt off or his his jacket off for that match that was a pin drop moment wasn't it it wasn't yeah. like it was, it was and, and you watched it and you thought you're, you're mad and stuff like that absolutely crazy but um but yeah so injury came at the wrong time um I'd love to have seen his character evolve and build through 2022. I still, and we'll come on to this for, for next year. I still think there's a big role for Cody Rhodes next year in, or this year, should I say, in, in WWE. Um, it's just a shame that we didn't get to see him flourish over the next six to nine months. But on the flip side, that might make people more invested in him when he comes back this year. Do you know what this I mean? What I, think. I think it could have come I, at a better time. I know yeah, the injury I, was awful, but in terms yeah. of him... His, yeah. his him and his character because I, I I don't ever believe that Reigns would have lost the title this last year I, I, and I still think he was always going to carry that through so it's how long do you build Cody up you yeah. know how long can it go before you pull the trigger and stuff like that and I think uh, I think if it had run on for another for like 12 months I think people would have probably started to disengage and switch yeah, up I agree. All, whereas now it's almost like it's the second coming again isn't it it's going to be a new comeback the pop's going to be out of this world if he does come back at the Rumble, I don't, I don't know. But then you've got a, a short window to build up to WrestleMania. And and I think 
it, they'll be so much invested into that. But we'll come on to that when we talk about predictions for twenty. We will. Anything to anything, Dan or, or Mark, to add on Cody's return before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's show, which is the predictions. I, I personally didn't expect it. Um, the only reason I did is through Twitter, right? So, you know, that's the that's probably Twitter's great, but it's also not great for shocks and surprises now because you always know what's going to happen, right? Um, you can, I, to be fair, like, I'm just thinking on a personal, like, for him, God knows what must have happened in that AEW locker room, right? This guy helped set the brand up and then went, nah, I don't want to stay here anymore. You do yeah. wonder, like, what conversations must have happened. Like, remember, this isn't, this is his real life. This is life. This is, that's a business decision. There's money involved. There's people involved. There's a whole brand he's set up. He's got his wife Reality show. Reality got, show on TV. Yeah, yes, or like, TNT, yeah. Something yeah. must have really gone bad there or something's not right. Um, We've seen it, Dan, it, over the last, uh, how long? Crikey, when, when did the TV go bad? Towards the back end of last year, I suppose. We've, we've seen it with our very eyes. The creative's been terrible. Yeah. Largely so, terrible. Not always terrible, but largely terrible. Yeah. I mean, I would say for him, fair play, it's paid off. Yeah. He's gone from from what I remember him in WWE mid card, if that wasn't he called Stardust. Sometimes he's lower now, card. Yeah. So now we're talking about you know big things for him. I mean, this week on Raw they did a journey back from injury. Would they have done a journey back from injury for Stardust? I don't think. No. <laughs> um, it's gambles paid off. Um, yeah. So good luck to him. But yeah, I just can't imagine what that must have been like in that in that yeah. locker room. Which is also why you're talking about big stories from 2022. The whole CM Punk elite story was absolutely massive. First time yeah. I've had people that don't watch wrestling and don't talk, ask me about AEW. Yeah. I didn't even know they knew AEW existed, but they'd heard about this. But it makes you not surprised about everything that happened when you think about Cody leaving. Yeah. Actually, you go, it's probably maybe there's a little bit toxic in there. Well, Uncle um, Dave said in a rather cryptic way, as as anyone who, who's experienced his audio or or letters or letters newsletters over the years in March, and he he harkens back to it quite often because I think he sees it as quite a, like a a, a a string to his bow, if you like. But he said in March last year that they need everyone in that company needs to get together and talk things out. March last year, you think the Hangman Page promo was May. And then it all went wrong in September. So, you know, this has been going on a long time. Uh, Mark, anything to add on in this on in these bits? Yeah, this was one I was happy that I predicted uh, wrong. I got it wrong because I remember us talking on this podcast around the time. I don't know if it's just after he debuted or just before when we thought he was going to. I said, look, he, he was never a top guy in AEW. He was a lower card guy in previous WWE. So I my prediction was he'd come in. It maybe get the big WrestleMania match, a good reaction from the WrestleMania audience, then a run with Reigns, and then six months down the line, he'll be back to the mid-card. And like like you and Stu mentioned earlier, the injury, believe it or not, helped him. It come at the right time while this Reigns thing is going on, is, is ongoing. And um, and yeah, I, he, he got that big reaction at WrestleMania, but then the hell in the cell thing, I can't remember another time where somebody gets a gasp from the a collective gasp from the crowd just from what they look like. I don't yeah. remember that happening before. And then the match itself was fantastic. I I put that one as the best of the trilogy with Rollins, the yeah. Hell and Cell match. So he went out on a very high note with an incredible match, one of the best matches of the year. And now Reigns has gone about his business for the following six months. And now 
we believe Cody's there or thereabouts regarding his fitness, ready to come back. And we're a few weeks away from the Royal Rumble. So it, I think the best possible outcome for Cody is how things have panned out so far. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about more about WWE bookings. I think we've got some tremendous stuff to look forward to over the next three or four months. Um, let's go into it. Let's let's go in. We've touched on AEW's troubles over the last 12 months. And the question one of 2023 predictions is will dynamite drop under half a million television viewers for a week during 2023? Um, Mark, I'm gonna come to you first. You're still on my screen. Yes or no. Um the the, the... AEW average ratings, it's its not a subject that I've kept my eye on through 2022. So my research basically began from scratch. And the first article I found was on Forbes.com. And it said Rampage viewership has dropped a massive 45% among the crucial 18 to 34-year-old demographic in 2022. In the space of a year, it dropped that that much. But for whatever reason, Dynamite has held steady and it, and it only averages now 2% less than it did a year ago. And then I, I went on to a PW Torch article and that showed the first and second quarter of the year ratings were actually higher than they were in 2021. But the third and fourth quarters were significantly lower. So um, momentum's not on their side, let's say. I do expect the ratings to drop a bit further because there's not a lot of buzz around the company at all, really. As you've mentioned, you and Dan used to never miss a Dynamite and most mm. of the Rampages, and now that, that's not a constant. Um, but with only a 2% drop for Dynamite ratings compared to 2021, I can't imagine they'll drop that much further in the next 12 months to go below half a million. I think the average is still... The lowest ratings of this year were sort of 750,000. So that'd have to go way, way down very quickly for that. So I, I don't believe it will drop that far. So that's a no from Mark. I'm going to jump in there. I think I think no as well. I think that AEW's got a hell of a lot of problems, and I think these problems will continue in 2023. But I can't see the drop being as significant as um, as that. And um, Dan, over to you. Yeah, it's a no from me. Um, if it was Dynamite or Rampage, is a different question. If it's Dynamite, they've they've got uh, enough hardcore fans. I would say now to keep that over half a million and also the elite are back mm. um, and the elite are back. Kenny's back. Yes. He's not, they're not, he's not using them well at the moment, but they eventually will use themselves. Well, I because don't know. They will get, well, they're the EVPs. I think they're half the problem is that. that. I think they half the problem is that. I think half the problem just, is just, that. Yeah. They will I'm keep on... themselves. They will keep themselves in there. I mean, they'll That's keep definitely. Their, like, for, oh, they'll for keep example, themselves. So, sorry, Dan, I'm yeah. going to jump in. That they'll keep themselves in there, but I, I read some. I, someone put this on Twitter today or yesterday. New Japan Kenny Omega, when he's not, he, I don't know how much say they get in the booking. Obviously, they've got Tony Khan's ear, but less so than when the company started. But Kenny Omega is better when someone else is booking yeah. in. <laughs> it, oh, like, I agree. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to touch upon that later, actually. But that I, I would just say that, um, yeah, with, with with them with them in. I mean, you know this um, seven match series which um, is ridiculous right so you know they, they have a great match at full gear with um, the Lucha Brothers and Pac or whatever and then literally Khan is like a child like oh I want more of that okay let's do best of seven come on okay. mate. but I'll tell you what I went on like grapple for example every single one of their matches got at least four yeah I'm not surprised right? they're People killing themselves for nothing aren't me, they yeah but me and you might go oh I've seen it Everyone, and do you know what? I'm the mug because you know what I've done this week. I watched all six of them. 
I'm just as bad. I just watched all six back to back because I was like, I've missed them. And I hope you looked really in the mirror stores. after that. Sh- but, shook your but, head. I just think they've got enough to keep that above half a million. Yeah, no, also, yeah. Dan, I remember you saying at match one, it's going to go seven. So if the, <laughs> yeah. one of them goes sort of three, one up, you know they're going to yeah. take it back to three. When they, went, when they went three, one up, three, one up, you had, I think it was at Scalibur, like three, one in, in, because they were trying to link it to the World Cup in soccer. This is insurmountable. No one comes back from three, one. I was thinking, Tony Khan has seen a team <laughs> be three, one up and lose. I can assure you, mate. I can assure <laughs> yeah, you, he's seen definitely. that himself. 100%. Uh, probably where he got the idea from. They're, they're doing uh, a ladder match next week, I think. It's like, poor Kenny. Just for God's <laughs> sake, get him out of these awful matches. Um, Stu, over to you last on this one. 500,000, yay or nay? Well, as last year's champion, I almost feel like I need to go against you all because obviously I won it on the AEW, but I, I, I'm not. I might just casually keep dropping that in, by the way, throughout the, throughout the evening. Um, I look at the viewing figures and I think... Uh, over the last year, I think the lowest was 712,000 in October, and that was on a Tuesday night. Um, so I don't think, I think the numbers are sufficiently high enough for them not to tail with, below that that 500,000. I'm not going to sit here and say I watch the product because I don't, you know, I dip in and out, um, but I'm not a regular viewer. But uh, so mine's purely stat based, and they've never even been close to 500,000. So I, I don't think that. If you were saying would they drop below, 650,000 then I think there's a possibility that that might happen because of yeah. the way the numbers are but I think like Mark said they've got enough hardcore fans to sustain the viewing figures and and I don't expect them to fluctuate I mean like I said I was looking at them you know I expect them to fluctuate between eight and 900,000 for the majority of the year so not so the answer to that question is no but I think that's I think fact based I think what you said Stu, what the one of the things you said there which is which is really interesting and is, is a major problem is we're all we're all pretty hardcore tenured wrestling fans, right? And so are the guys on the random wrestling review as well. Uh, I can't remember how many how many total. There. So there's five Woo-hoo, of them. Podcast friends. I know podcast <laughs> friends. Okay, so I much prefer that lot to be honest. <laughs> better, better banter. Um, but of, of that lot, one of them, Matt, watches it regularly. On our side, Dan and I used to watch it every week. I think I watched Dynamite in probably about forty five minutes today. It's available for free here for all of us on ITV on a Friday night. At the weekend, um, and I think I'm right, uh, Mark and Stuart, if I'm not right, jump in. But if you were up late or up early or you had a 45 minutes yourself, you could throw on Dynamite for, with, pretty, with pretty ease. But there's not anything there that's making you two, and actually me and Dan as well now, interested in that product. And if they can't get us interested, who are they getting interested? And how are they ever going to grow it? Because they, they've not captured you at all, have they? No. No. And I would say if I've got 45 minutes to spare that, I'd be doing something else. So, uh, so yeah. Exactly. But if the product was on fire yeah. and, and it was like, you're hearing loads of good stuff about it, you'd, you'd be doing, you'd be like, right. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I did do that. I did do that at the start. You know, you yeah. thought, oh, I want to watch this, but um, shall we say it's going through a transitional phase? I mean, the, the last well, two big boom periods, if you like, with WWE, um, the reason it suddenly became popular again and like you're saying, it's not bringing back old fans like us, gaining new fans who weren't wrestling fans before or weren't viewers of wrestling before. If you think about sort of the late 80s WWE boom, you had all those characters like Hogan, Macho Man, Warrior, and everyone were interesting to people. And then Attitude Era, same thing. You've got The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, DX, Mankind, all these guys. They're interesting characters, but AEW, for my mind, 
has a lot of really, really good wrestlers, but no one's going to tune in because they heard of... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't want to go off on another tangent. I mean, the acclaimed has, has got some some pretty well-received entrances and a couple of matches recently. But besides that, I mean, the Young Bucks, you know, is anyone going to see them? And I mean, you might see a match and think they're pretty good, but if you've seen them six times get a four-star match against Death Triangle, what next? <laughs> well, the thing is, though, Mark, they haven't... The, per- the person that they should have pushed... And it it, kill, it actually kills me. I don't want to go into I don't want to go into a bad mood because I'm in such a good mood over the last couple of days. But how is Kenny Omega not their champion? Kenny Omega is a superstar, and he's never been pushed as a superstar in AEW. Kenny Omega in New Japan was a superstar. He brought they they sold out the dome for the first time in years, and he's all got very close to it with his match with Jericho. And it was just as much Kenny, all that stuff, the Okada stuff. And they booked him, and I said it in the podcast yesterday, that Tony Khan booked Kenny Omega in a world title match on pay-per-view in a triple threat with Orange Cassidy. That was the best he could do for Kenny Omega. And you've got this guy who turns up in New Japan yesterday, and he looks like the best wrestler in the world, and absolutely murdered Will Ospreay. Vicious, charismatic, you name it. He had everything yesterday. And what's he doing? Trio's purgatory. And that's the thing. They don't... don't, they're so it's all about let's get this person on, let's get this person on, let's get this act on, let's do this terrible comedy, let's have this awful women's match because we've got to fill that quota. Well, actually, do you get some better women if you're going to try and fill that quota? So I just think there's a lot of problems with that promotion. And actually, the other thing they had going for them for a long time is goodwill. Now, New Japan had this for a long time. If you've got Dave Meltzer saying this is the best thing and all that sort of stuff, and you get you get all this swell, and all of a sudden. Things that aren't so good, you can kind of be forgiven because there's all these things over here that, that people like. And WWE is terrible and Vince is past it. But in the last, what has it been, six to tw- six months or so since Vince has gone, it's all changed. AEW slid and slid and slid. And all of a sudden, people want WWE to be good again. Now, I don't think everyone wanted Vince, Vince's WWE to be bad because you don't watch wrestling for bad. But I think you're more inclined to pick holes in stuff. When, you're, when it hasn't got the goodwill, but it's all shifted. The whole landscape shifted now. So, so yeah, now I'm, the I'm landscape is shifting. So now the landscape is shifting. Question that I wanted to ask. Go on, shoot. Will we see Omega in WWE? Um, I remember us talking about this when you, you two came down for that uh, Bruce Pritchard thing in 2018. And I was like, I just would, I would hate to see Kenny in WWE. I'd absolutely hate it. Now I would absolutely love it. I would love it because not, tri- why, his little, not why his little mates are there. While, while uh, say that again, sorry. He's going to have to take. He'll go, he won't go if the Bucks don't. I'm not sure he wouldn't now, like, and, and I don't think no I don't way. think there's anything wrong safety, with Bucks. Safety, safety. Sure these are people. This is people, right? This is how people operate. I'm not sure. Yeah, you are you are dealing now with a you are dealing now with a different animal in charge of WWE. Yeah. My view is is you break the bank and you would go and get him because he yeah, will generate. He might bring the little mates with him. Why not? Bring the bring the bucks. I'd have the bucks all day long. What do you think, Mark? Would you have the bucks in WWE? You're you're not you're not feeling uh, that. No, so much, in all it? seriousness, <laughs> I've picked fault with the young bucks in the past. In all seriousness, I think they'd be a refreshing addition yeah. to WWE. Yeah, but I think that'd even, be a good signing. You go and the, break the bank to get Omega. You, you break the bank because that elevates your company to a new level you think all those stellar matches that he 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 could have you do, it's just mind-blowing to yeah. think the, that they've already got the best characters that could have the best wrestler on top of that you, yeah. you, you break you, for me you break the bank not necessarily this year this might be a question that we ask for next year 
but you break the bank and you go and get him because yeah. And regard as regards the uh, young books being part of the thing, I, I think uh, I know they were they had a connection in uh, New Japan, but I think Omega raising to the pinnacle of New Japan. I don't think the young books were involved in that. Obviously, yesterday they weren't they weren't even in the country, and he still got that spot and put on that performance. And yeah, I don't fair. think he'd be reliant on the uh, on no, them. Being- the no, I'm sure I'm sure Triple H will be listening to this because he'll want to know <laughs> what's going on on the ground. So from me. Go and get Omega. Well, this is the thing. They can pay Omega whatever they want to pay him because they're so they've got so much money and they can really pay a few money to Tony Khan when Omega. I think his contract up is I think his contract's another year, I believe. Though whether there's any whether whether there's any more time added because he was injured. The other thing with the Bucks, just to close off an AEW, and, and this involves FTR. If 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 WWE had those two tag teams, what do you think we'd have had? And let's say they've had them for two years. What do you think we'd have had on pay-per-view over the last, what, 18 pay-per-views? They'd have had four or five matches, so probably a normal tag, had done a Hell in a Cell, ladder match, and it would have been talked about as like one of the best rivalries in the history of tag team wrestling. But we haven't had that. And why have we, Mark, why have we not had that? Because the people in charge of the tag division didn't want to share the spotlight with the FTR. Yeah, and, and, the, and the book it. And the, and the number one person who's in control of that who, who, who oversees it, it's Tony Khan. And there's a lot of problems because he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, anyway, anyway, we move on to a more exciting topic, and that's the men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. Let's do the women's first. And I haven't, just, I haven't actually got anything prepared for any of these. So, uh, uh, Stu, why don't you go first? Women's Royal Rumble winner. Uh, well, last... <sighs> Last week, I, I, I was nailed on Becky Lynch. That, that were my, no doubt in my mind on that at all. Um, now, with the title change on SmackDown recently, that's... <sighs> to be honest with you, I, I, it's one of the, I, I don't really know. If you want me to pick a name who I think will win, I'm going to say I think Becky Lynch will win it. Uh, I think Rousey losing the title brings another dimension to it as well, but... There's no real standout for me in the women's division that, uh, you know, in terms of a WrestleMania main event match is going to sell better than, than, than Becky Lynch. So that's my call. Okay. Becky Lynch for you, Stu. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, Bailey. Okay. Um, she's in a little faction, damage control. She's the one that's continually not held a belt since since I've been watching it actually. So I know she's got, she's got history, but um, I can't see that continuing. She's quite a big face. She's on it every week. She's a good character. I can't see it continuing that, you know, she's going to keep being sort of second fiddle. So I would go with her. Okay. Bailey. So we've got three different, oh, sorry, I've, I've written mine down on, Joe, we've got electronic this year because I've had the predictions on a bit of paper the last two years, but I actually put it on a spreadsheet, which is very exciting. I'm still paper, as we know. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with mine, actually. So so uh, I don't, sort of, um, I'm not sure I wouldn't influence Mark anyway, because I'm sure you've got yours nailed on, but I'm going to go a little bit of left field here and I'm going to say Charlotte Flair is going to win the Royal Rumble and they're going to unify the title at WrestleMania is what I'm going for. Mark, what do you think for women's Royal Rumble? Um, well, I made some notes over Christmas and I had to go back and rearrange them after Charlotte returned on SmackDown. Um, not that Charlotte was my pick, but it does have an influence on it. I mean, with the men's, well, which we're going to get to, it's I'd say it's a bit easier to look at the possibilities because there's only one 
unified title for that winner to challenge for at WrestleMania. With the women's, they've still got two titles, so it might not be an obvious choice. They might be thinking, let's give somebody new a shot who might be in the mm. pre-show or a mid-card of night one of WrestleMania, whatever. So and that's why I've not, we're not asking uh, who will be the women's champion at the end of the year because I think it's pointless because there's two yeah. belts. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so for me, well, I'll, I'll go off the notes I made a week ago and then I'll finish with the uh, extra bits I put on after SmackDown. So Rhea Ripley is my pick to win it. Um, she defended her NXT title against the Rumble winner two years ago. She was the runner-up a year ago. Um, but again, she hasn't had a proper main event push yet, I wouldn't say, on the, the same level as your Bianca Belair, Ronda Rousey, and the three remaining horsewomen. Um, but Rhea's come on in leaps and bounds in the past 12 months, I think. She was already a very good wrestler. She's evolved as a character and a talker in 2022 to where I think now she's ready to step up to that top level of women's uh, in the women's position. Uh, I'm going to pick her to dominate the match, throw out loads of people and win. And then what I'd put originally was, unless they bring back Charlotte Flair again and have her win it again and challenge for the title <laughs> again. Um, can, I, can I throw something in there? Just, 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 yeah, a, little, just a little ad lib thing. Um, I had Rhea down on my list um, as, as Rumble winner, but the reason I didn't go for her was because... I think she's going to be too heavily involved in the Mysterio versus Mysterio match at WrestleMania, which is why I, I didn't necessarily pick exactly. Her. Just to clarify, exactly the same. I'd yeah. Exact, I yeah, exactly the same. That was my thing. I just think she's too invested in that storyline to then come out of it to be challenging for a a title. Do I think she'll go far in the Rumble? Yeah, I do. Probably actually, I think I think she will go far in it. Um. I'm just not sure if they're ready to pull the trigger. I, I've I've got her more down for a SummerSlam type match. Also, I was going to say as a side, that someone's like watching it fairly religiously now. Is that by the way, I'm just looking at myself in here because it's a mirrored image. That's why I keep doing my quick my hair the other way. <laughs> so it's really annoying me. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, Having watched a lot of Raw now, but number one, may I say one thing as someone that's not a fan, a self-proclaimed non-fan of women's wrestling, I've actually quite enjoyed the women's wrestling on WWE. I've actually quite enjoyed it. Minus uh, Ronda. That is ridiculous. But I think that's because you've, that, you've got a bit of a thing for Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, as we talked about off I air. I do have a little bit of a thing, but that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is off-air conversation. Sorry, off-air chat. Uh, but um, I would say the one thing going back to Ripley is she is clearly, to me, a very good women's wrestler, but she doesn't get involved in, in the title scene at all. So I think between now and the Rumble, which isn't very long, they'd have to really uh, change that. Because even when she was at the um, at Survivor Series, she looked a bit odd one out because mm. um, she was just sort of shoved in the match. Yeah, she was like, really, yeah. But I agree, she should be right up there. But I just don't feel they're using her. They're just concentrating on that she's Dominic Mysterio's mammy. She's it's a bit. She's been a bit wasted, I think, actually, to be honest. But I know. guess they're doing that match at WrestleMania. I, su I suppose. I mean, they must do actually two nights at WrestleMania. That's the perfect time for it. You can hold. He's up, a hold dreadful up on that wrestler, so he needs. He's. Dreadful. I think Ray will, Ray will get something good out of him. I yeah, think he is. Dreadful. See, I, I hadn't considered that until Stuart said, and I think you might be right. But my first thought while you were talking was, well, no, I think for that such a big match, father versus son, it'll be more wrestling focused rather than distraction focused but knowing the wwe method i think the first match at wrestlemania might end with 
distraction from Rhea or someone, and then it goes further down the line to a everyone's bad from ringside match and so on and so on and get a few matches mm. out of it. So mm. I think you might be hang on with that, Stu. I think Rhea Ripley's a pretty good shout, actually, for Raw Rumble winner as well. So perhaps I should have let you go first and I could have stolen it. I'm not feeling too confident about Charlotte Flair. So we've got our picks in there. So I've gone for Charlotte Flair, Stu, you've gone for Becky Lynch, Mark, Rhea Ripley and Dan Bailey. Now, on the men's side of things, uh, Dan, you go first on this one. Okay, so having just come off the back of watching Raw on Monday, and I touched upon it earlier, I'm watching a Road to Recovery video about Cody Rhodes just in time for the Rumble. And that's who I'm going with. Yeah. Because yeah. why are you doing a Road to Recovery video? Mm. Well, what, why do I need to see him? Like, why, am I, why are you putting him back in, my, in the front of my, my mind? Mm. Why, why, why is that happening? And that's why, because I think he turns up and wins. Yeah, I think so too. But I I almost want to go rock here because I um but I'm not going to. But that that's that's the that's the one that's the you could win the prediction competition by going with the rock. Stu, I feel like you might go for the rock here. Are you going for the rock? I'm not going for the rock, but equally I am not going for Cody Rhodes either. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. So um I choose my words carefully. I choose my words carefully here. Um, <laughs> what we're about to get. I don't know where this is going. Here's my words carefully. He's, he's just going to say shit show and then he's moving um, on. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the obvious choice. Yeah, I think we're all agreed on that. And if he won it, I'd be like super pumped for it. So, yeah. Now, and we'll come on to like when a couple of the other questions, I've got a lot of theories around WrestleMania that are just buzzing around in my head that I'm just desperate to get out on the table. But, um, I've, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to win the Rumble. Okay. Seth this year has been the ultimate professional. The amount of losses that he's taken on pay-per-views and things like that um, is, you know, I, 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 do you know what? I'm struggling to even remember if he's won on a pay-per-view this year. It's, it's not very much. I mean, he lost the three matches. Beat Matt Riddle at Clash, didn't he? That's the only yeah. one I can think of, yeah. So... Um, and I, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of stories about them maybe thinking of stripping out the title. So it's two titles again. You know, I'm hearing lots of different stories about that. Um, I think Cody Rhodes will be in one of the main events at WrestleMania, but I think it will come in the form of a triple threat match that he will be added to because I think Seth Rollins will win the Rumble. Can I interject, Stu? Did you watch Please. Raw this week? Did you watch Raw this week? I've watched bits of it, not all of it. So you probably missed the bit where at the end of Seth's match, he puts the X up and so does the ref. Ah. Which is what you do when you've got a legitimate injury. Ah. And apparently... His foot or his of, knee or something. There's a couple of tweets where, and I've just searched this to make sure I'm not completely throwing you, but okay, there's an article here that says uh, Rowling's posted a cryptic tweet to suggest that his injury is as bad as his 2015 injury. Really? There's a lot of videos where... The fans have taken where he calls an ex. The ref does oh, okay. it. I, I Corey Graves. That. Corey Graves gets up because no one comes over. Corey Graves takes the commentary headset off, runs round, and okay. calls people down and says, "Get down now! Get down now!" I'm not trying to show you, but I don't want to be like sitting here going, "Okay." So now I've got. So that I don't new know whether Stu has a bad like, like, I might be wrong. 
I might be wrong. Maybe you no, it's all it's all over the internet. I'm no. surprised okay. I haven't seen yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. So now I've got that new information because I, I I did this last week. So now I've got that new information. I'm gonna go for uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Fine. But can I have a footnote? Can I have a footnote for next year's no. show? If Seth Rollins does appear in the Rumble, I think he gets a point. I want at least I think, I want at least half yeah. a point for acknowledging. I agree. I agree. Uh, no, you get you know, half I, a I, point, I, but we'll, we'll, we'll acknowledge that. that. Yeah, we'll acknowledge and I'll that. get half a point for sportsmanship as well. Exactly. Uh, fine. Mark, over to you. Well, last year, I chose to do some wishful thinking and I chose a long shot, which was Bron Breaker from NXT. Um, had I gone for a more predictable pick of somebody who was already a main eventer that Vince McMahon was going to go back to yet again, I might have guessed correctly. Uh, that was Brock Lesnar, in case anyone had forgotten. Uh, but that was under the previous regime and I would expect Triple H to try something a bit more exciting. So boring, I know, but it has to be Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah. If if they still had the two world titles, like I said, with the women's, it might be less predictable because in those days you could throw anybody into a WrestleMania world title match like when they did it with Alberto Del Rio, Jack Swagger, Braun Strowman. They all had world title matches on the undercards of WrestleManias. Um, but with now... what? Now, with just the one unified title, it has to be a guy they truly do get behind. So, from the current roster, I can only see Cody or maybe Sami Zayn. Um, that incredible popularity that Sami's gained this year with the Bloodline would turn into one hell of a heated match with Roman if the inevitable split did occur between now and then. But then again, The Rock could conceivably come back even earlier than we expect. Uh, more on that later. And he could win it. So, yeah, if I had to pick one name, I'd say Cody Rhodes. I think that we'll we'll go on now to The Rock. So the thing with Sammy is I think Elimination Chamber is in Montreal. So I wonder if they're going to do him a moment at Elimination Chamber. Um, Because I think that's probably the night to do it. That's sold out. I think it's sold out in in very short order. So, but then you don't, then you, that's February, isn't it? So you kind of lose that story for another, but then I suppose Reigns would be transitioning away from that into whoever he, whoever he's up against at WrestleMania. And Mark, over to you first. Will The Rock wrestle during 2023? Uh, I hope so. Um, Him interacting with the bloodline in the run-up to a pay-per-view, whether it's WrestleMania or what, would be absolute gold. I mean, you could go a number of ways with how the storyline will go with Roman Reigns. You could have The Rock join the, join the group for a bit and then bring about a split that leads to the match or just bring him in as a response to Roman claiming there's nobody left as he's beaten everyone already in his two-year reign. You could just bring it straight in and announce the match. Um, and I mean, that scenario could include Roman losing the belt at Elimination Chamber, I was thinking. Um, I don't know if they'd put it on Sammy a month before WrestleMania, but... I feel like the match between Roman Reigns and The Rock is a big enough deal to main event WrestleMania, even without the title being on the line. Um, Any other champion, I wouldn't expect The Rock to come back for, but for his quote-unquote cousin, I can see The Rock wanting to do business. So, yeah, I I think he will. Um, Stu? I've got a huge theory in my head, okay? (laughs) But it does involve one of your next questions so i don't know whether you want to wait go for it okay for it. okay so you are so two- mark, sorry mark you were yes weren't you mark sorry i'm, I'm yes. i didn't type that down yeah okay sorry steve, go who on. Did you, steve who did you say for rumble winner that's why i was just gonna say that who did you say for rumble cody winner? cody i usually say cody right? yeah okay. 
You bought I really want to go rock though, but I'm not going to. I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do Roman over two nights. But sorry, uh, so, over to you. I've got such a huge theory in my head that it's it was going to pop last week when I was trying to just, just do, do <laughs> you can this. see uh, Stu's huge theory pop on patreon.com forward slash mid south moments. So uh, OnlyFans tier. So we, we, you you asked us two questions, didn't you? One, will the Rock wrestle? Will yep. two, will Austin wrestle? Okay, yep. so this, this is this is my this is my theory. Do I think the Rock will wrestle? Absolutely. I think he'll I think he'll wrestle at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. No doubt in my mind at all. But I think Sami Zayn plays an integral part of this, which will lead eventually to them having the match at SummerSlam. So. Do I think Austin will wrestle? Yes, I do. I think the success of Austin wrestling at uh, last year's WrestleMania was, was amazing. And I think that will happen again. I think there'll be a build to Rock and Reigns throughout February and March. I think Austin comes back in and is almost sort of like with The Rock, supporting The Rock. And I think Reigns puts Sami Zayn forward to wrestle Austin at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn will lose that match at WrestleMania, which will start to fragment the divide between him and the bloodline, which will lead to a match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn at SummerSlam. Interesting. Interesting. So the next question is Steve Austin wrestle. Sorry, Mark, go on. I was just going to say that all sounds good. And imagine if that happened, we'd be playing this audio all over the (laughs) would. I would clip it and put it on Twitter. Um, so we'll stay on the rock and I'll come back to Steve Austin. So, um yeah. Sorry, so my answer to the question is yes, the rock will yes, wrestle. Yes, the, the rock will wrestle. Dan, what do you think on the rock? I think rock definitely. Um mainly again, it's annoying, isn't it? But because of Twitter and stuff, the hype that um Triple H is on a good thing. There's no way, remember, like, you know, nowadays that uh, his his team ain't ain't scouring the web. They're not looking for my tweets, well, certainly not my tweets, but maybe some fellow I know from Ireland. But they, they, they know like they're looking at people's tweets. They know what's going on. And if The Rock didn't show up now, then no matter what happens at WrestleMania, people will be like, Ugh. yeah, sort yeah. of, it's built up now. And that's key, I think, to this. Again, I, I feel like all the questions I'm answering from a business point of view. Um, but that's what that's what for Triple H, he'll have his eye on that element of the business as well. And um, he's got to make all that money back from all that that money that Vince paid away. But um, I guess he, yeah, I think Rock's, Rock's got to come for a bit. I mean, I, as far as away, he doesn't seem to be filming a film at the moment. And, you know, there's all the elements of, again, not meaning to sound very boring and business-like, but <laughs> I think that, I think it's a definite, yes, just I just think it has to happen. Mm. I think the Rock's in a weird spot at the moment because he's had, he's had some um, negative publicity recently. Um for the, probably the first time in ever, I can ever, ever really think of. So I think this, uh, it kind of, I don't think that's going to lead him to not do it. Cause I think actually him getting back into wrestling and his core fan base. And I think that um, the return and sort of three year run with Cena, I thought that sent him into a different stratosphere as, in terms of um, his films and stuff. So I think why not when things, the chips are down, come back and do a match. And I, th- I think that him and uh, uh, my view is that it'll be him and him and uh, Roman one of the nights of WrestleMania and Cody and Roman another night. Now, which way they do that and how they get there, I don't know. Um, but that's that's what I've said as far back as, as last summer. And that's what I'm, I'm sticking with. I think Wrestle Kingdom showed it at some point. If you've got one one men's champion, 
at some point you ha- you can put you can and I think you have to pull the trigger on that champion defending on both nights. Now I, I believe this will be the one. Um, with regards to Steve Austin, I'm actually going no for this. I don't think Steve Austin will wrestle this will wrestle this year. Um, I think that Steve Austin's a wily character, and I think that last year was so perfect. Um, why why go there again? I think is 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 my view on that. Dan, what do you think on Steve Austin for this year? Um, I'm just going to answer that. I just want a quick question to the floor. Um, mine's a, a no for exact same reason. Uh, he yeah. did last year. Also, oh God, this sounds like I'm the business again, but Triple H, that was Vince's thing last year. That was mm. Vince's time. He's 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 the rock. He's bringing the rock back. Vince brought Austin back. This, Triple H wants a different brand. He doesn't want to mix this. Um, and you're going to have John Cena, gonna... I think, aren't you? So you don't, do you need Steve Austin when you've got The Rock, John Cena, exactly. Cody, Roman? Cena. I don't think so. Um, my question John is Cena, the greatest of all time. I assume we're saying because we've he's... all suggested The Rock. <laughs> I should... I should... Mark, I don't believe that, by the way. I don't want you thinking I'm falling under that brush. Um, just a quick one. With The Rock, we've all, we've all said yes, which I was waiting to see. Um I assume we all say that he, yes, he's going to feature. I assume we're all saying yes at WrestleMania, but are we all say, we're all saying yes, he loses. I, I, th- I or do we I say was... no belts on the line and it's a family feud and he wins? If I, it was, I... if it was, sorry, if it was me, I would book it. Cody wins a Rumble. Cody challenged Roman Reigns at some point in between. Perhaps this is after this. I think they'll do Sammy and Reigns at the Elimination Chamber at some point around this. Rock comes back. Challenges Roman says, "I don't care if it's for the belt. I don't care whatever. I want yes, it at WrestleMania. Like a family it's gonna, feud. Yeah, it's head going of the to tribe. be my last. This head is of going the tribe to be, match. Yeah, this is going to be my last match. Now, I think you do Cody and Roman the first night. Cody wins the title from Roman, and then the second night you do Roman and Rock, and Rock and Roman beats the Rock. They embrace it at the end. That's Roman's babyface turn, and you're set up for the rest of the year. And I, I, that, that's the way I would book it. And I, I, I'm not a particularly betting man." But I would probably bet a tenner that that's the way they'll do it. But I don't. I don't know. A lot depends on the rock and what they want to do. Yeah. So I, I, that that just makes complete sense to me. Sorry, Stu, go on. No, I, I I would book exactly the same. I wouldn't book having. I wouldn't book Reigns and Rock on night one, and then him to face Cody on night two. Because if Cody wins, it will always be tarnished by the fact. Well, he he wrestled on the first night and took yeah. a. Exactly. Took a and stuff like that. And then it's bigger so, for Reigns to beat Rock when yeah. he's had a match the night before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then that leads then to Reigns chase. That gives Reigns something. I'm not sure he would turn. I'm not sure he would turn uh, face. I don't think he will do. I think he's mm. too good a character now to to turn to turn face because you've got. And this is what I'm saying. Why I, I don't believe they'll pull the trigger so early on on Zayn against Reigns because I think Zayn and Reigns has got more. To, it's got more to run. That's got a lot more to run, um, right? And I and I and I think right through to SummerSlam. And yeah, whether whether my pipe dream of the Austin Zayn thing happens at WrestleMania, you could substitute Cena for Austin in that respect and have Cena versus Zayn at WrestleMania because Cena comes out to support his mate The Rock and what you know they had them two matches and all that sort of thing. Or Cena uh, versus Austin. I, I no no Cena's done. No Cena will wrestle at WrestleMania. Cena Zayn has got more chance than Cena Austin. Did you what you watch SmackDown or not? But I was I was only half paying attention to it. But I think Cena will will, will wrestle at WrestleMania. Well off the pace. Well, it's, it probably is though, isn't he? But he put more effort into it if he was in a big singles match at WrestleMania, hundred yeah. percent. So I, I I do believe that the money Logan Paul is, is Cena actually. So I just thought of that. 
Yeah, I do believe. I do believe that. I do believe the money is in Zayn versus Reigns at at, at SummerSlam, and I, I'm really s- s- stuck on on that because I think Reigns then chases Cody for the title throughout. You know, the, the throughout like May June time doesn't win it, blames Zayn, and I, I just I just think Zayn Reigns has to be thing i do think they'll be split the titles as well i really i'm really yeah, i just i, I, I think, hope they don't do that i think by the end of the year i think they'll have two men's champions yeah. I mean, it's such a such a backward step the only thing i would say about i like everything you said about zane uh and reigns and continuing that storyline the only thing i do think is that you don't get too many perfect storm moments in terms of a pay-per-view in montreal in what is it eight weeks ten weeks time and i i do wonder if that is going to be trigger pulled and, and actually for all of us, I think it's probably, it is a bit early because you could go on that storyline for, for a long time. If Montreal was SummerSlam, then I, I I would agree. I think that's, that's the big kind of pimple on, on the whole thing that I think, I think they'll go there because I'm not sure what else they'll do there. Um, but we'll see. Do, do you get, or, do you get, because you've got the two night WrestleMania, you sort of touched upon it. Do you get that, you know, Reigns is this universal champion and held it for that long. Do you get it? For whatever reason, something happens between then and now that they split pre well, that. One night is for one, one night's for the other. He well, loses to Cody for yeah, the one he don't want and beats the Rock for the one he does want. And then we've got two separate storylines and everyone's happy. And you could easily have Cody challenges for, for the WWE title on night one. And in fact, that probably that could be, well be it. And then the night two is you split it. Is Roman yeah. versus the Rock for the Universal New Return. And Roman goes down as the as the as the you know, he can always hold that thing of I was yeah. the longest ever universal champion. Now and- I've lost one. Yeah, and, I, the, mm. and the other thing to throw into the pot there as well, and I've had three beers now, so my mouth is running away with me. So I will try and bring <laughs> in a little bit. Is that if you did go down the reign of two two titles, and, and, and again, I'm sorry to come back to the thing. I think Zayn versus is Reigns is SummerSlam. If you go back down the line of having two titles, who's to say that Zayn doesn't win Money in the Bank? Who's to say that Zayn doesn't win Money in the Bank? Reigns, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, Reigns wins it, Zayn comes down, cashes in, boom, then you've got your programme then for the rest of the year. Time mm. Like I say, I've got... Yeah, that's also really annoying because that's what I've got for one of the later questions, but cheers, Jim, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was going to be revolutionary. Uh, Two minds like thinking as I'll well. I'll come to it later. My brain's popping. <laughs> My brain's popping, sorry. Mark, will Steve Austin <laughs> wrestle at WrestleMania? Uh, well, first of all, there was, there was a couple of things brought up and discussed there. Um, you asked... Um, are we all assuming The Rock loses to Roman? I think he absolutely has to. I only see him coming back to put over his cousin and give him the elevation like he did at Royal Rumble 2015 with disastrous results where he come <laughs> in, raised his arm and they, they both got booed out of the building. Yeah. Um, I think this time he's going to come back, he's going to lose fair and square to the the head of the table. They're going to shake hands in the ring and Roman comes off comes off better than ever. Um, we also said about that um, Sammy split from the bloodline. If they do it between now and WrestleMania, I think it was Stuart who said, you, you're throwing away a lot of possible stuff and it would definitely be rushing it. So, yeah, I, I listed Sammy as a possible Royal Rumble winner leading into a WrestleMania match with Reigns, but I think they'd be foolish to... to they've got a good thing going and to stop it before it, it's organically ready to be stopped would be a bad move. So getting to the Steve Austin thing, um, much again, like you two, I had similar thoughts with um, 
it was a perfect way to go out. He main evented WrestleMania, his first match in however many years, a lot of years, and it went completely to plan. Well received, everyone enjoyed it. And like you said, Steve, he's a smart guy. He's not one of he's not, let's say, a Ric Flair type who thinks, oh, I had it, I actually had a good match. Maybe I can still do this. I'll do another mm. one and another one and another one. Um, but optimistically speaking, as an Austin fan, more so than being a realist. I'm looking at the pros, which were he clearly enjoyed himself last year uh, at WrestleMania. He's posted videos on social media since then, showing he's kept in fantastic shape in the year since. Um, so I wanted to be optimistic that it could happen. And as far as who an opponent would be, I feel like it could literally be anybody because Kevin Owens had zero momentum this time last year. He'd been treading water for a while. He wasn't in a featured spot. Then all of a sudden he started mentioning Austin's name in a few promos and the match was on. So Steve could do a similar favour for somebody, anybody like Austin Theory, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Riddle, some of the previous generation that he missed out on, like Randy Orton or Edge, he never wrestled. Yeah, yes. Yeah, anyone like that, it could just, they could just bring up his name in a promo, put him back on TV and boom, the match is on. So it'd be nice if it did happen. But I think Steve's savvy enough, like you said, Steve, that um, he might let it let it go with his last match being that uh, that one last year. So you're going no for that one? I'm going to say no. No. Okay, next up, will AEW run a pay-per-view in the UK? I'm going to go first there, and I'm going to have a little moan about AEW, which I haven't done much on this show so far. WWE Today announced that they were running Money in the Bank on Saturday, July the 1st at the O2 Arena in London, right smack bang in the middle of the summer. Um, and they've just done, they've done AEW. They've done them again. They've done them again. There's so few weeks that they can run a show outdoors at Craven Cottage logistically because of the football season. And now you're, you're scrambling if they're going to do it to try and fit something in um in june early early in june that you can already you can already buy a travel like a premium travel package for money in the bank one of those silly 10 grand things it's available now that will be such a hot ticket and tony khan i mean what are you doing as i tweeted earlier on he's more interested in booking ring of honor tv for the under 100 people that signed up to honor club than he's booking a show in the second biggest market of the year in the last 12 months new japan run back-to-back nights at crystal palace we've had wwe pay-per-view here what are they doing? And I think, as, as, as much as I hate to say it, I think this WWE thing now has probably killed the summer show at Craven Cottage. And I think we might get a dynamite instead at Wembley or the O2, um, Wembley Arena, that is, rather than the stadium. So I'm going to say AEW will not run a pay-per-view in the UK in 2023. Um, Dan, what do you think? Um, a really good comment about... Um... There's only a certain amount of dates they can do because <clears throat> of the football season, um, also pre-season. Yeah, they always yep. like to get the fans in. Um, so they have a small window so they could easily announce it. Um, and just just to I jump was... in, someone tweeted me about the stand. The st- I've sat in the stand. The stand they could they could they could they could have it there tomorrow and just have three blocks on the camera side not open if they wanted to. The seats are all in. It must be ready by the first of June. Would would you agree with that? It, I, I so my understanding is it's probably ready now. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think um, we were told that no, well, there'll be only the bottom tier, and yeah. then um, quite interestingly, when Daddy can't come over. 
um, out of nowhere within a week, they opened up two of the top tiers. Yeah. And again, common theme, but he's a businessman. He looked and went, that's a hundred pounds a seat. Yeah, there's why seats that, in there. Why, why are we not filling Why is that yeah, empty? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, I think as a result, I do think there'll be a pay-per-view called something like Clash at the Cottage or something <laughs> like that. But what they can Amazing. do is, is he'll run it. He'll run it on a week we're away from home. Wow, but uh, then he can't announce it till June. Well, because oh, of the fixtures. Well, yeah. Well, 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 well. If if football teams put stuff in place, oh, they'll ask to avoid it. There's a bit of say around it, yeah. Okay. So, um, but I see what you mean. But yeah. if you put if you put something there and go, we can't possibly do that. Um, you know, like boxing matches. So, what do you think first. they'll do? End of August or something like that. Well, I don't know, but I think that it. Well, that's stuff, that's um, end of August. Though is what's it called? Uh, is all out, isn't it? No, so I think not... he's going to make a pay per view up. Yeah, but what I'm saying is t- timing wise. So that so that so that the, the the gap in the calendar is Forbidden Door. So that, but the Forbidden Door was what uh, June, July, basically when this pay per view, when this when the WWE pay per view or, is, or, or like you say, or he does Forbidden Door and he doesn't do it at Craven Cottage and he does Forbidden Door at I don't know. I mean, I think Doesn't now it looks Tottenham. so bad. I think if he announces... would never be Tottenham, by the way, but... No, if he announces uh, Forbidden him Door... And the, the fifth... Him and the owner don't get on. But... Let, let's say that he announces Forbidden Door two weeks for the WWE pay-per-view. I think it's such a bad look. And I think that WWE will have the tickets on sale. As soon as there's murmurings of that, they'll stick these tickets on sale. And people, it will, think, be choice. Yeah, it will be a choice. It will be a choice. But I think you're underestimating. So you've got to remember, WWE in London are going to do this at a venue that holds as much as they possibly can. Probably Wembley Arena or something. I haven't no, they do. It's at the O2, the, the, the WWE. At the show. O2, right? Yeah, yeah. AEW, he's not stupid. He's not going He wants to hold it at Craven Cottage. So he wants a max of, let's say, once you add the. Probably max 25,000. I'd say 25 with the end yeah, closed. So off, he knows yeah. his audience. So actually, when you say about tickets, he'll sell 25,000 tickets. Oh, but, well, I'm not sure. So, okay, so if you've, you got, if you've got. What's the O2? 20,000, 18,000. Yeah, just the but how many You'll how, pump it out to those are, you you know how expensive the clash at the castle tickets were the o2 with with an arena that holds a third of the size this is going to be serious money to get in there for that for a big five pay wwe yes yeah i'm saying if they get the tickets on sale first the average per, average wrestling fan in the country's got a choice to make about what they do wwe or aew and i i think they'll struggle to sell sell that out if WWE get those tickets on sale first, which they will, they'll sell, they'll, they'll sell them if they need. To. They'll sell them. Well, if they if they sell them cheaply, but are there twenty five thousand people that will buy it? Steve, we're, Steve, we're selling out. We're Fulham is like nearly selling out games against Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, but that's they different, shift. isn't it? Yeah, but they're going to be in the Champions League next season. Yeah, that's but, why. They, oh, yeah. but they shift. But they shift tickets. He knows how to shift the ticket. Ticketmaster. All yeah. sorts. You could shift tickets. Tourists in the middle of Leicester Square. Hey, do you want to watch a show? Do you want to go down here? Bang! Tickets. Season ticket holders. Half price. You'll sell it. I think it'll be a You'll big deal, it. but I'm not. I'm not convinced. I think they've got it all wrong. This should have been announced before, before, before Christmas. When they did the London. Pick a Saturday date in the middle of the summer and just get. Just anyone saying about logistics, just fucking make it happen. You've got a stadium there. Just make it happen. If you've decided that Craven Cottage is not suitable for wrestling for whatever reasons, dressing rooms are too small, whatever, which it could be because there's not there's not much room there. It's not like an arena. The, the, the restrooms are small. If you decided that logistically it doesn't work, then have it somewhere else. Have it at the O2. I have think it might. At the arena. I think have that's something Manchester. a lot of fans have overlooked. Craven Cottage doesn't have to be it. 
No, but it also, doesn't. Yeah. It, also, they've announced they're coming to the UK. So yeah. they're coming. No, they come to, they've announced they're coming to London, this, actually, haven't they? Yeah. They've announced so they're coming question, to London. Yeah. This question is more, AEW are coming. Is it going to be a pay-per-view or is it going to be a dynamite? And my yeah. view is, logistically, to get it to be a dynamite isn't going to work, so he'll make a pay-per-view up. Okay. But when, though, is the... That's is the, my thing. Yeah, so but when... Definitely, they're but definitely when coming, is, but they're coming, because yeah. they've said they're, it. They, oh, they are coming. But if you, do a di- if you do a dynamite, you could do it any time of the year, and also indoors. And if you do a pay-per-view, you could... The only what the problem with their schedule is that you've got sort of two or three months between pay per views with the five rather than the four, and the the, the gap is where the WWE pay per view is. So I don't know what they're going to do. I think it'll be. I guess, a I guess. I guess now thinking about it, quite often he themes his dynamites, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what that's do what I think do. we'll get. But I'm not going to change my answer now. I think we'll get. Lo- I don't know Tower Bridge Dynamite on the you know whenever at some point probably I'm in May. Crash not at the castle. Just, yeah, you know, not at the castle. I think we're not going to get the cut show. Um, Mark, what do you think? Well, similar to what you two have just touched on at the end there, my thought is no, they're not going to run a pay-per-view in the UK. I wondered if they'd do a tour, which includes a TV taping. Yeah. Um, I, I went back through and, and nine of TNA's all-time top 15 attendances were in the UK. And even when Impact was doing all-time low TV ratings in front of tiny crowds in Orlando, they crossed the pond and were drawing good crowds to arenas in London, Manchester, Glasgow. Uh, an example, in 2011, they drew 6,000 people in London for a show main evented by a world title match between Mr. Anderson and Jeff Hardy. And, <laughs> and that was 2011, Jeff Hardy, by the way. Wow. Just a few weeks before that infamous match with Sting. I think I might have been at that. Was that in 2011? Yeah. In Jan- was it January or was it later in the year? Uh, it was a January tour, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I was actually at that show, yeah. So, um, the point is, while their live crowds are at an all-time low, I believe, actually, you can't say all-time lows, I suppose, now for anything now because of the pandemic. Um, but while their live crowds are very low week to week in America, a first-ever UK tour allowing the British fans to see the stars in person for the first time will surely bump up the numbers and the money coming in will be higher than their weekly average, you'd think. So the big question is, do they opt for a week-long tour, including their TV taping or two, or just try and sell out a stadium for one big payday hosting mm. the pay-per-view, whichever makes sense. So I'm going to assume no no pay-per-view, but there will be a tour this year based on that announcement that we are coming to the UK. I actually didn't go to that TNA show, Mark. It was 2012 that I went to. Um, alas, I missed out on that you one. You probably missed out on Mr. Anderson. That's I did, shame. yeah, massively so. Uh, so you're going no for pay-per-view. Stu, what do you think on this one? Um, not a really massive amount to add. Like I say, I think um, we have all just made the assumption of the Fulham connection and that is going to be at Craven Cottage and things like that. And if that was the case, then I think that ship sailed because, um, you know, obviously with the money in the bank, impending football season um there is a possibility you've got an international break tend to be mid early to mid september you could so do it you've then got, you've got yeah. the possibility then whilst you've still got relatively decent weather but you are still getting into that could you do you know what i mean so I, i'm probably more with mark on this i think though i don't think they'll have a pay-per-view but i do think they'll have a a tour with a tv taping mm. um so I mean I didn't really go into too much detail on this. So the answer's just a flat just no. Keep, really. I, think, just, I think I think I think that moment's gone. I think there's more possibility for 2024. Uh, 2024, yeah, 2024. Um, 
but I think with the onset of money in the bank coming to uh, coming to London now, I think that's probably not that on the head. I mean, I suppose you could, you could just to give Chu some credit. On. By the way, you just need to give him credit there. As a Norwich fan, to mention Craven Cottage is a tough gig, <laughs> isn't it, mate? So you know, as an Orange fan, mentioning Fulham anyway, it's pretty hard. No, don't it? don't mention. I, in fact, I think Watford's no. sort of like taken over the Fulham mantle. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I think there's a possibility they could run it because they ran they ran at Arthur Ashe for Dynamite and they got a really big crowd there the first time. I think that's what we're going to get. You obviously there for the second one, Dan. I I think yeah. that's probably what we're going to get, and it may be. I hadn't really thought of what you said, Dan, in terms of. Uh, although I suppose if it's midweek, they can probably do it anytime. You know, they they could do it. Um, I think that international break might not be a bad shout. Dynamite in London in September. But the problem with it, it says their schedule. May, the May Bank holiday weekend, we're away, but that's a double or nothing weekend. The September one or the August Bank holiday weekend um, is uh, all out weekend. The only place or position is is Forbidden Door. And that is smack bang, as I said, in the middle of summer. Uh, moving on and away from AEW, the next one was going to be, well, WWE run a pay-per-view in the UK, but thanks to our Lord Triple H, we know that's going to be uh, the case, which unfortunately I will not be able to attend because I'm away. So I've changed it to... Uh, before you move on, Steve, I'm just curious. Uh, what did you all uh, say? What was your answer to that? Yes or no? I, I would have said yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I had yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a success clash at the castle, wasn't yeah. it? That yeah, yeah. The only thing in. that I yeah. find strange is that they're not running a stadium. Now, I suspect Wembley's very expensive to hire. I'm surprised they haven't done Tottenham or Arsenal for the, for this, actually, uh, in, the, in the smack bang in the middle of the, in the summer. I don't get it, really. But I guess maybe the O2's cheap. Is that is that what it is? Oh, the I... is cheaper. Yeah. I've got a view on, I've got a view on Tottenham. I, I went to see Guns N' Roses at Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. And I wasn't blown away, shall I say. The stadium itself is absolutely magnificent. What a stadium to go and watch football in. Uh, yeah. just, it's amazing. And Mark will testify to that because he's been down a couple of times. But from an event perspective, it weren't a great experience, I have to mm. say. We were outside queuing for about two hours because they, they couldn't. There was, I, I just don't think they were geared up to hold an event like a Guns N' Roses concert, they weren't geared up for it properly. Do you know what I mean? It was, it, it, it didn't leave me with a great experience. As a football stadium, my God, one of the best stadiums I've ever been in. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. As an event stadium, I'm not, I'm not sure. It didn't, yeah. it, it didn't work for me personally. So, um, yeah. So I, I think the next, I think we're in such a good position now because I think we're getting, whether we get money in the bank of you, I doubt it. But I know, and, it, and Bring, bring back a theme pay-per-view in a stadium. Take me back to Cardiff in 2024. But I think, you know, the next few years as, as UK wrestling fans, I think we're in for a treat because we're going to get an AEW show in some form or fashion. Mm. New Japan will be back. We're getting WWE. It's brilliant. It's great. All the barren years are over. And there's good, there's good, there's still good independent wrestling in the UK as well. So yeah, long may that continue. And um, the question I'm going to ask instead is: will Vince McMahon return to WWE and an on-air appearance in any form? So a new video or something like that does count. So, uh, Mark, I, I've sprung this all on you. What do you think first? Uh, I'm just going to say yes. My gut feeling, because um, even after the allegations had come out, it, it stepped down. I think it was literally a week or two after it was all made official. He went to a USC show and he was pictured in the crowd, sat with Stephanie and Triple yeah. H. Yeah. So they're not shying away from being seen in public with the man. And they're the ones in charge. So... And the other fact about it is, I think it was a Jim Cornette podcast I listened to where obviously everyone knows Vince has got the majority share. So 
he can do whatever he wants with the company still. But what I learned this year was it's not like a close, like a 51% thing. He has got nearly all of it. Mm. Um, so in terms of if he chooses to do it, and I mean, again, talking about timing, again, after all this uh, allegations were made public, I think that night he said tonight on SmackDown, literally the day of, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on SmackDown. So tune in to watch and all that. He's got no shame, has he? He uh, wants to come back, honest. doesn't he? There's, there's stories about him. Wants yeah, to come back. It, I, yeah, I think age age won't be taken into account. Like when we've said on previous prediction shows, will he step aside? He'll keep going until until something happens where he, yeah. he physically cannot do it, and right now he can. So. I think he'll be knocking on the door before long thinking, oh, it's all blown over now. Like we're saying, we don't know if there's a court case imminent or anything. We've we've heard what the charges are, but how far along it could be another year with the American justice system as it is. And he might think people will forget about it. I'll come back on TV, get a pop and go from there. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the other interesting thing about WWE is I, I do think at some point a media company is going to put, is going to consider making an offer now the maths is beyond me but the example of this is espn plus and ufc so espn plus pay the ufc a flat fee for their pay-per-view so whatever buys so if you buy a ufc pay-per-view in the states none of that goes to the ufc they get a flat fee so it's all about espn and them promoting it and pushing it and all that sort of stuff now if espn had just bought the company when they had a chance when when a ufc was for sale they'd have paid that back in you know, 10 15 years or whatever and actually, these the media companies that pay for rights of WWE Network or Raw and SmackDown, if they just bought the company, once they have a big outlay, you've got WWE that program for the rest of time. So I do, I do think at some point that is um, an interesting potential situation. Now, would a media company want Vince McMahon to be back in charge? I would say no. And I can't really think of anyone else out there other than the combination of Triple H and Nick Khan that would could run it. So I think he's probably safe if, if something like that does happen. Um, Dan, what do you think on Vince being on uh, making a comeback in WWE in some form or fashion? So I alluded to it earlier that I, I wouldn't put it past him, so obviously I'm going to say yes. Um, I mean, he's 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 very brazen. If they can't if they can't nail him down for this financial charge, then he'll just go. Well, I'm innocent. Till, it's innocent till proven guilty. Until you nail me down, I can do what I want. I just had a quick look. He owns 30% of the WWE, but he has 80% of the voting rights. Right. Okay. So it's his company. Um, he's shameful. He don't care. No. Um, there's that. I mean, the reason I'm also saying yes, putting a putting a wide thing there. I've seen some videos of him. If the geezer passes away, then he'll be video. You said a video counted. It's got to be it's got to be new video of him. So if he sent in a video message saying something, that counts. What about if he's dead? Not a tribute. I don't video, think they're no. going to put a corpse on TV. <laughs> weekend. So I don't get the I don't get the video tribute special. Yeah, no weekend. Is not happening. No, that'll be people um, talking okay. about. Yeah. So you're going yes. He's cut. Is you're going yes that it will it yeah, will make yeah, some sort of return. Yeah, definitely. Shoot, what yeah. do you think on this one? Not this year. No. I'm going to put that in brackets because I did that for you for Undertaker last year. Even though, uh, you said no for that year and this year as well. I haven't got an Undertaker question this year, but I have got a question about someone I'm sure is close to all of our hearts, and that's CM Punk. Will CM Punk wrestle? So what did you say about Vince? I said no. Did I say that or Mark, did I just write it? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm saying no. Mark said, Mark said yes, yeah? 
Yeah, you, uh, Stuart and Mark and me said no. You two said yes. I didn't actually speak about this. I wouldn't. I would not touch with a barge pole. I would get if if he stuck his ugly head up. I would get network pressure, sponsor pressure. I don't want this guy anywhere on air. And I would go no, 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 no. Stay away. Stay away. Stranger danger. Um, CM Punk will CM Punk wrestle in twenty twenty three. Mark. Um. Uh, I've made a load of notes about this situation, but I can't even remember what the answer is. Um, I, I'm putting no. Um, right. I thought CM Punk and AEW were a match made in heaven. Um, from his point of view, he, could, he got himself big money, which I presume was as much, if not more, than WWE were paying him years before he left. Uh, before, um, And he'd have had none of the creative problems he experienced in WWE because... Tony Khan was, again, presumably giving him free reign to do what he wanted to do with the people he wanted to do it with. But alas, the end, the end came about because he didn't like the direction of the company and the people involved. So, I, well, going off on a tangent, I mean, waking up the morning after All Out and seeing all those clips of the press conference on Twitter. And then as the day progressed, the reports came out about a real fight happening backstage. That was a great day, wasn't it? Um, oh, I didn't have a great day. <laughs> oh, I thought it was amazing. I couldn't stay off my phone at work that day. It was brilliant. Um, and I, I loved I loved hearing CM Punk being so candid. He wasn't holding back whatsoever when criticizing his co-workers, the EVPs, and basically everyone else. But even the most passionate CM Punk supporter, uh, that's you, Steve, um, must admit that it was massively unprofessional on his part what he did at the press conference. Yeah, I think the most unprofessional thing he did was the Hangman Page on air. Actually, I, I, th I thought the press yeah. conference was awful yeah. as well, but that was the bit. And I think that after he did that, the crowd kind of weren't with him as much. And it was a really weird situation around that match in Chicago with John Moxley. Um, but yeah, the, the press conference was not a bit nuts, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and I mean, with with WWE seemingly being a more positive, enjoyable place to work under the McMahon Helmsley regime compared to before Vince left. I could imagine CM Punk accepting an offer from them, but then again, it is personal. His problem was with Hunter Hearst Helmsley as well as others. Yeah. Uh, when he was in whatever position he was in 10 years ago, Triple H that being. So would Punk work for the same guy now, now that he's the top guy in charge? So I'm not so sure about that. But I always say Bret Hart and Bruno Sammartino are the yardsticks even those two came back eventually. So I wouldn't count CM Punk coming back to WWE has been more surprising than either of those were. No. Dan, what do you think on this? Um, I think yes. Um, I sort of talked myself in and out, but I'm going to stick with my yes. So my, my talking in was this would be the perfect opportunity for him to come out and say, I'm done with wrestling. Yeah. I'm out, but he hasn't. Um, however, what I took myself back in was that, well, if he says he's done with wrestling, then Khan can say, well, actually retiring, I ain't paying you because he's currently getting paid, right? I think he'd have to pay him to the end of his contract, but yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. If you say you quit your job, then... Um, but he's not going to say that, is he? If I went my employer tomorrow and said, I retire... Punk won't say... Punk, he won't say that, though, because I mean. he wouldn't get paid, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so... I thought we've had the original view. Well, if he's done, he, he's had the chance to say it and he hasn't. Mm. Um, but then I'm like, well, he's not going to do that because financially doesn't pay off for him. But at the same time, given everything that went on, he will wrestle again. I think impact don't really matter. He won't care. 
he just wants to do a big fu to other people. So I think yes, um, he's not come out of this very well in my opinion, and he'll end up there'll be there'll be impacts. Don't have they're not got the money everyone else got, but they'll throw enough money or someone like them to get him to just do a couple of. Sh- I mean, the question is, will he wrestle again one show? Hmm. Someone's got enough money. Someone's got enough money to get him to do one show. Someone's got enough money for that. Stu, what do you think on this one? Um, I think no. Um, the obvious, the obvious one for me would be, oh, it'd be awesome to see him back in in WWE. Um, six, seven years ago, I think WWE needed him more than he needed them. I think it's the other way around now. I think he needs them more than they need him. So I don't think he will do this year. But if you can put it in brackets, possibly next year. Yeah. I you don't, you don't know if he's under how long is he under contract to AEW for? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone knows that the, and so we don't know if he's frozen. If he's still under contract, either. if he's still got another year left to run his contract and he goes and wrestles for another wrestling company, then that breaks. I, I will assume that that would break that contract or there'd be there'd be some no compete clause in, in that. So which is why I don't think it will be this year. My, my guess is Punk is signed to AEW until the summer of 2024. Um, and the only way you'd be able to wrestle for another company is if you got an unconditional release. Um, now, it's possible that he... We, and none of us know this. It's possible that he may be able to somehow wangle that because something happened with EVPs and there was a physical altercation. No one really knows what happened there. They obviously... The Bucks and Kenny were, um, you know, they were brought back. Punk's mate, old Ace Steel, was was let go. Punk's kind of in limbo. I I've went back and forth on this, like Dan did. I think that Punk has shown signs of wanting to sort things out. Dax Harwood mentioned on his podcast about, you know, Punk's ready. They should sit down, or perhaps not Punk's ready, but they should sit down and talk about it. Punk is going to be if if he doesn't come back. This is. Um, you know, it's a tragic a tragedy, you know, a tragic, tragic ending to a, you know, great pro wrestling career. Someone that's loved this business and has got a really interesting story and background. And I think there's a lot of money in Punk versus Omega on pay-per-view. Um, and I, I, I feel like time heals all wounds. And I think and I hope that Punk comes back, does a handful of matches, stays healthy and then leaves on his own terms. I've gone yes but that's more with hope than expectation this year because he's also one of the most stubborn men on planet Earth. Um, moving forward, will Tony Khan step down as head of creative in AEW? Talking about stubborn men, Tony Khan's also one of the most stubborn men on planet Earth. He didn't step down from director of fo- uh, football role at Fulham after three relegations, Dan, or just two? Three, we've had, haven't we? Three. Uh, I guess maybe... Shoot, Shoo, how many remember. promotions have you had? And we can work <laughs> out. Uh, we've had the most relegations on a six, so um, so yeah, there you go. Um, so it's, it's two under his reign, really, isn't it? So I'm going, no, Tony Khan will not step down as head of creative in AEW, but he desperately needs help. Uh, Stu, you're on screen. What do you think of this one? Um, I'll I'll answer this in the same way as I think will Delia Smith ever step down as director of Norwich City, and the answer will be no. <laughs> no I don't think he will do. Mark, I don't, see, I don't see no reason why he would. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. It's his baby, and he doesn't need. He, I, can't, I can't see it. Unless, unless, um, unless there's some. We'll go on to TV network pressure next. But unless there's TV network pressure, I can't see any changes there. Uh, Mark, what do you think on this one? 
no, I don't think so either. Um, he isn't married. He doesn't have any kids. He's got an infinite supply of uh, energy drinks to keep his mind sharp. <laughs> and booking a wrestling promotion is the dream job he's wanted ever since he was a little kid. In my mind, he, he doesn't have the same passionate connection to the Jacksonville Jaguars or Fulham FC that he has to AEW. So if he does ever want to reduce his workload or whatever, I see him stepping down from one of those possessions. Uh, sorry, from his position from one of those other places before ever giving up on living his dream as, a, as being a wrestling booker. Indeed. Dan? Mark, I think you'll find... After Fulham play, he 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 posts comments to say, "Well done, come on, you whites." <laughs> to all the Sometimes, supporters, not all the, the players. Time. Thank you very much. So, come on, Fulham. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned as well. It's not clever. It says here the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are for those of you interested in NFL, one game away from the playoffs, are valued at three point four billion, and Fulham are valued at about hundred million. And I don't know where you've got this from that you would care. Less about a <laughs> um, hundred million. Just a gut feeling, Dan. Well, they, only, they only brought us. They only brought us for eighty. Yeah, but you can't be valued at hundred million. Your player, your, your stock of players must be worth more than that. No, no, you, you, they are more. No, well, the ground's worthless, isn't it? It's listed. What are you going to do with it? Mm. It's worthless. You can't sell it. No. <laughs> it's listed. It's worthless. Um, the fans did that, and so they should have. Um, yeah. Um, this is such a hopeful question by you. Uh, <laughs> like that, he's been given his favourite toy. He's not going to get rid of it. No, you know no. I mean? So uh, no chance. I, I did touch on it. Maybe the maybe he might mix up the EVPs. That'd be nice. But other than that, no, he's not giving this up. Unless that the only way would be if that because I actually had to look about how they how they set up earlier on, um, and it actually says that Shahid Khan, so daddy is the co-owner and lead investor. And then Tony Khan's current roles are founder, co-owner, president, chief executive officer, general manager, and executive producer. Um, and, you know, are you going to get a man that can do all six? No. You know, this man... <laughs> he can do it all. So, he had a lovely yeah, Christmas set for half Tony an can. hour. Tony yeah. can. Tony can. Tony can. Sound the subject of Tony can or Tony cannot... Um, just to give a bit of background, and I'm sure all of you have done probably done some research on this, but the next question is, will AEW Dynamite or Rampage be cancelled, i.e. during 2023 there's an announcement that the show will not air at some time in 2024 on the Warner Brothers Network? So that's a little bit of a tenuous question, but I'm saying by the end of 2023 there'll be an announcement one of those shows is going off the, net, off the network it's currently on and not finding a home on TNT or TBS. To, to give a bit of background about this, Warner Brothers is in a pretty bad state. So Warner Brothers Discovery, your own TNT and TBS, they've got $47.9 billion of debt at the moment. Um, and just recently in October, they eliminated 70 positions at HBO Max, which is one of the, one of the streaming uh, things they run. Um, they basically shelved a load of programming. Um, and, that, and as part of the merge, they've shut down. They shut... At the moment, there's HBO Max and Discovery Plus. They're shutting that down into one single streamer to try and save some money. This is a difficult time for media companies with streaming and lots of choices and all that sort of stuff. And that's that's the kind of framework that, that this goes into. I'm going to say no on this one, with that all said. I don't think that'll be cancelled because I think that they're valuable. However, the key bit is I don't think that AEW will get up significantly in terms of TV rights. And this is coming during this year. And I think that you know 
I did wonder if AEW was eventually going to become more like Impact. And I think AEW might be a more slimmed down version. Because I don't think there's as much money in, um, you know, especially if these TV TV ratings go down a bit. I just don't think there's as much money in it for, 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 for these television companies. So I'm going no, but I think the landscape for them is going to be significantly different uh, by the end of this year. Uh, Mark, what do you think on this one? Um, I found a lot of what you just said about those specifics quite interesting. I, I didn't look that far into that side of it. So I looked at the question more from a creative point of view, obviously creatively that they, they don't want to be cancelled, but I wondered if um, to benefit the company, if anything, I can see ramp. I, I would imagine Tony Khan would want rampage to be increased to two hours because the, they've got a gigantic roster as we know, and they already do enough matches at each taping to fill up the TV time if they took four or five of the matches from the YouTube show and put them on a second hour of Rampage and they, they could get a load more advertising revenue coming in so it makes sense from that point of view but like I say I didn't I didn't look into the specifics of uh, of the back media background but the downside if they did do that would be a lot of the talent in those matches are not yet TV ready but in my opinion, there's there's already plenty of people being showcased on AEW TV that aren't TV ready anyway. So where's the <laughs> yeah. ham? Um, uh, once in a while, you do get something noteworthy on on AEW Dark or Dark Elevation, like the time Athena kicked the crap out of her opponent, or Taz and Excalibur making each other laugh on commentary. So uh, yeah, go for that. So, so you're my saying answer, my answer is no, it won't be cancelled. No, excellent. Uh, Stu, what do you think on this one? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I've looked into this at all or anything like that. Um, I think it'd be a pretty drastic move to pull one of them. So I would say no. But listening to what you said, Stephen, you know, I think I think 2024 might be a different picture. So yeah. no for this year. But again, in brackets, possibly something to happen next year. Daniel, uh, yeah, no, no for me. Um... Yeah, if they make, as long as Rampage remains an hour, there'll always be a space for it, I think. Uh, like you say, these these television companies are struggling, but it's an hour. Um, Dynamite's not that anywhere, but um, Rampage, yeah, as long as it stays an hour, then um, he's already got his YouTube ones. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think no. So staying on the subject of AEW, AEW men's champion at the end of 2023. Daniel, you're on my screen. Why don't you go first? Kenny. Kenny Omega. He couldn't possibly book his best wrestler in a, in a good way. I have he? no more to say. Yeah. Just going with the, the office. Like, well, not, well, it's obvious to anyone that watches. Yeah. Uh, he's been out. He's done his thing. He's, they're going to finish this trios thing uh, this week, next week. Um he moves on. I don't know who he faces. Like right now, MJS the champion. I no. We've got an Iron Man match. You, look forward to. Uh, have you have revolution. you come across uh, M- MJF? Right? Have you come across someone that like in the build up? I was I was actually sort of quite bought into this guy. I was like, oh yeah, I like it. I like I like his like no nonsense. Like yeah, whatever. I don't care. And now I'm like, oh, you are boring, mate. Yeah. Like he is the whole thing's boring. We were talking earlier about Moxley, like gets everyone over in the promos and like during the lockdown, these promos were like, oh yeah, he's keeping his brand going. Now he's just walking around doing that thing with his shoulders where he rolls <laughs> his shoulders back. 
said about how how he's got a tough life. Tough life. You're a multi-millionaire, mate. Yeah, I, living with Rene Paquette. Probably not that tough, I, I appreciate. I appreciate you've got like mental health issues, and I respect you for that. Yeah. But don't start talking to me like you're me. Like, behave. <laughs> like, pack it in. Um, so yeah, I, Kenny's going to have to remember this is in twelve months in a space. Of, Tony Khan reacts um, and panics and all of that stuff, and he'll. It won't take long for him to realise once Kenny's back, I've got to go with this guy. And I I wouldn't even say he'll get it in like the summer and he'll hold it for a year or something. Kenny will be I don't think, in I don't think a... we're gonna wait till December. I think we're gonna he's gonna get it soon and he's just gonna hold it. Yeah, I hope so. Kenny Kenny will actually be um one part of the newly created foursome titles there, which uh which he'll be having <laughs> and he'll have an eighty-six match series against somebody. Uh Mark, what do you think on this one? Um a few possibilities immediately sprang to mind when you said you were going to ask this question. But like Stuart, I haven't really been watching the shows closely enough to get a good idea of their creative at this point. Um, so I watched last week's uh, Dynamite and I was surprised to see one of the guys I had in mind, um, Wardlow. Uh, I saw him lose clean to a guy who's even older than me. That means Samoa Joe. So <laughs> I'm not sure if he's going to rise to the heights we all thought he would after he split from NJF about nine months ago, last time I was. No, they, no. Um, I then, my, my next name was Kenny Omega, and I made some notes based around him possibly not being back to his best yet after taking most of last year off. I was wondering if he's still finding his beat since coming back from that layoff by only wrestling trios matches and I think he had one singles match on on the YouTube show um, so I put so while I'm sure he'll be back in the main events eventually I don't know if he'll be the top guy in 12 months time aged 40 but then I saw him steal the show at Wrestle Kingdom in a 34 minute clinic so that doubt has gone from there and he's a very real possibility like Dan said uh, Hangman Page is another one he's still very young He's a close mate of the Young Bucks, so that's a good enough reason for him to be uh, possibly at the top of the card at the end of 2023, just like he was at the end of 2021. Um, or, and this is my uh, ultimate pick, could the way Roman Reigns standing has grown to new heights as an unbeatable heel champion for a long, long time, could that maybe lead to Tony Khan trying to do the same thing with MJF? Um, oh. Kenny's reign was 11 months, so if they have MJF beat that record and become more and more insufferable by finding ways to retain his title and keep bragging about it. I know, I see you were sighing and not been looking very happy on my screen, so, but I know so Tony, gross. So Tony Khan's a big fan, so he maybe is. he's going to uh, take a look at that, maybe. So MJF is, is MJF. Oh, MJF oh. is Tony Khan's Vince to Shawn Michaels in 1996. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That I, I, I go back. If MJF is champion at the end of the year, then they, the Dynamite will have gone under 500,000 viewers. Um, <laughs> you, what do you think on this AEW champion at the end of 2023? Well, I was quite invested in MJF as well. And it's like... Um, it's like Dan said, it's it's almost like the thrill of the chase, isn't it? You get really caught up in the momentum to get into that point. And then when he wins a title, it all goes a little bit, a little bit flat. Um, and you sort of like wonder, you know, could that have happened again, unfortunately with the injury, but I was just thinking back to that. Could that happen with Daniel Bryan, where we're all so invested in him winning that title at WrestleMania 30. And when he did win it, and had he had a, a long time with it, would we have gone off the boil with it a little bit? Because it was all, it's all about, isn't it? The thrill of the chase and getting to that point. Mm. Um, but my pick is MJF. 
Oh dear. Um, I think he will drop it at some point during the year, <laughs> but I think he'll, he'll 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 get it back, and I think he'll be the champion at the end of twenty twenty three. So, Marcus, Schell, I don't know if you know this. Yet. You may you may well do if you've looked at Twitter today, but um, they, I, I believe they're going to be doing a Brian Danielson MJF Ironman match at the pay per view for the title. So that's something. Is that going to be their first match, or is that? Yeah, I think. No, that's the first match. The starting yeah. with the Ironman match. Yeah, first. starting with the Ironman match. Tony Khan essentially is. I, I didn't really know about these things, but there is like a championship manager sort of wrestling game, and that's all he does. It's like pick <laughs> pick your pick your gimmick over here. Pick your champions. Why would you want? Also, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson was like, "Oh, if I if I basically he's got a win on match and dynamite every week for like four weeks, then he gets the title shot." But he was he was like, "I'm gonna you know I'm gonna choose a match for, that that suits me." And I thought, obviously, submission match. Why would you put yourself through an hour? The risk of injury and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, it doesn't make no, any. He's also like, what's he done to him? Oh man, come bring on, you, you know, I mean, yeah. Bring he it back is home. so like he comes out now so boring. Yeah, bring oh, it back. So he, dull. There's no buzz. There's no jump. People stopped even doing yes. Well, I thought he he did he, he did right in the crowd last night because it was hometown. But it's the it's the Aussie, it, they turned him when they didn't need to to, to 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 team with Hangman Page, and it's a bit of the Osprey effect. He loses every single big match, and eventually your star stops shining if you lose every single big match. Uh, and that's the thing with Brian Danielson. It's like Shawn Michaels was. And Shawn Michaels was great throughout his comeback run. But other than that um, title uh, reign right at the start, we all knew he was never getting that title back because it was always rumoured that he never wanted it. So all of the feuds of Cena and Orton and all that stuff, you knew eventually he wasn't getting the title. And I could, you know, I bet my very small life savings that Danielson won't beat MJF at the pay-per-view. So there'll be some dodgy finish, guys with masks and some nonsense and a, <laughs> and a ring that knocks people out. But I could already see myself giving it like two stars and when it when it ends up and I have to sit there for an hour as well. Not the best. Uh, I am going back and forth on this between Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Uh, two people I actually don't think will be champion by the end of the year, but I just want them to be. So I'm going for Kenny as he's the man in the moment at the moment. So um, moving away from AEW, uh, WWE men's champion at the end of the year. I'm going CM Punk. No, I'm not actually. I don't know who I'm going for. I'll have a think about it while we're talking. Dan, you're on screen. Why don't you go first to WWE men's champion at the end of 2023? Uh, money in the bank, Sammy wins it, cashes it in. So you're going Sammy Complete, Zane. Completes the story. So the, the, I should clarify, the, this This question is, if if it's a unified title, it's a unified champion, if they split the belts, it's who the WWE champion is. So, um, yeah, that's just just, just yeah, in case they, they okay. do split. Uh, uh, Sammy, yeah. Stu, what do you think on this one? I'm with Dan, Sammy. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Wow. More to say because I've given you all my theories for yeah no no where fine, fine. Going to end up, and I think it'll be I think Sammy Zay will be champion at the end of the year. Uh, Mark, what do you think on this one? I'm going to pick a bit of a long shot because I really want to win these predictions. Um, if it is Cody Rhodes who challenges Roman at WrestleMania, I do see him winning the title, but then I feel like it'll be like the post Alex Ferguson era at Man United, as in he retired after being manager for 30 odd years and he'd won everything his successor basically had no chance to match him up to that Roman's mm. had a two and a half year reign so they're not going to have the next guy have a really long reign so um, I, I feel like Cody will still be in the main event picture at the end of the year like I said I've totally had a turnaround on his prospects compared to a year ago but my pick for this is Seth Rollins 
because he was in or around that world title mix right up until 2019. And since then, he's spent a couple of years lower down the card working with different talents. Well, he's evolved this character away from the Architect Shield guy and now been, however you describe his current character, I don't know how you describe it, but once Roman's out of the way, I see Rollins been back up in those main events. So he's my prediction for going into 2024. I've just decided that I'm going to go really out there with this because I think it might be Cody. But then I'm thinking Cody wins the title. He loses it in some sort of screwy way, gets it, get, get it on a heel, and then you can take that person through. And I'm going Gunther to be WWE champion at the end of the year, which I, I'm not, again, I think I've, I've messed up on both of those. But you've got to sometimes go out there to try and win them at you. So that is it for the predictions. But we've still got something important, which is our personal wrestling highlight of 2022. And Mark, you're on screen, so why don't you fire away? Uh, I mean, I, I was hoping I won't go first because I've got like nearly a full, you can't see it, a full page of notes. It's all right. I don't want to read it all out, but there's a lot. So my favourite wrestler of the year was Gunther. Funnily, you should have just mentioned him there, Steve. Um, I really enjoyed his matches and he had multiple matches with a couple of opponents I liked. Uh, Rey Mysterio, they had a few on SmackDown. Ricochet, they, I, I really enjoyed their couple of matches for the Intercontinental title. And uh, Sheamus as well. Um, that was all in the second half of the year, as well as when he left NXT back in April, he put over Braun Breaker in a brilliant main event of the WrestleMania weekend takeover. Um, but it was that... Um, uh, uh, then I want to go a bit more in-depth about an AEW guy. It was at the end of 2021 with the various online wrestling award things. I was one of the few people or only people I saw who voted for Dax Howard as being one of the best wrestlers of the year, 2021. So I'm, I'm really, I mean, back then he'd been in good matches against teams like Santana Ortiz, Sting and Derby, the Lucha Brothers, and he had a few good singles matches in AEW with Jericho, Jungle Boy, while Cash was out injured. So I'm, I'm very happy that I've seen FTR being more appreciated in 2022. They've continued to have brilliant matches and even after I stopped tuning into AEW's weekly shows, I did watch and enjoy Dax's singles matches this year with CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Will Ospreay and Adam Cole, uh, as well as in the tag division, FTR's long-awaited rematch with Young Bucks, even though it was only on Dynamite as opposed to a pay-per-view. That was a brilliant match. Um, the match in London against Aussie Open that I only watched recently, but I, I thought was fantastic. And then more importantly and at the top of the list was the incredible trilogy of matches in Ring of Honor against the Briscoe brothers um, for me it was criminal that all three of those matches were on tiny pay-per-views in front of tiny crowds instead of the bigger AEW audience seemingly because someone somewhere still holds a grudge against the Briscoes after Jay Briscoe sent out some admittedly highly offensive homophobic tweets over a year over a decade ago sorry Jay Briscoe has apologised multiple times for the events he, he caused. There have been no repeats of any indiscretion since then, and they are regarded to this day as being one of the more reliable, professional, and massively entertaining tag teams in wrestling. So I'm hugely disappointed the Briscoes never did get that big break. Those three matches against FTR in 2022 are all in my top five matches of the year. Um, also in that top five, by the way, is the state. Steve Austin, Kevin Owens match at WrestleMania. Being a huge Stone Cold fan, I, I loved seeing that the, the pulled that off and it went well. And then especially that Gunther versus Sheamus match at Clash of the Castle. 
thought was absolutely outstanding. And then if I had to have an honorary mention outside the top five, I think the Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville match was one of the best comedy matches I've ever yeah. seen in wrestling. <laughs> I thought that everything they did worked. The crowd were way, way into it, which I thought they might have lost them a couple of points, but they didn't. They stayed with it. So I'm, I'm quite pleased that all of my favourite matches of the year were of different styles. You had the the Briscoe's FTR trilogy were a bit violent and brawling in the tag team division. Gunther and Sheamus just hammered each other in a strong style match. Austin and Owens was a bit of a throwback attitude era style brawl. And then a comedy match. I really, really enjoyed at WrestleMania as well. So that's, uh, that's all my notes done. And uh, I thought it was a great year, 2022. It, it really, I feel like I'm more of a wrestling fan now than I have been at the end of the last couple of years. Yeah, that's good. I think the it's the Briscoes is Warner Brothers, I believe, is my understanding. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, Daniel, personal wrestling highlight of twenty twenty two. The personal wrestling highlight. There's a few, but the main one is being at Osprey v Oku. Yes. Um, all I hear about is five star. Oh, five star. And see, you know, I've not got the history that you guys have um, around you know, events I've been to, but to be at, be at a five-star event um, or five-star match, should I say, um, is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was, it was literally just, I don't know, breathtaking. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm just so happy I was, I was there and didn't expect it. You know, that's the best thing, right? You don't expect it when it happens like that. Um, so that's a, a massive standout. Honourable mentions are the fact that, um, you know, I, uh, the, a, a quote someone said to me this year, yeah, someone said to me, just because some of your history may have some blanks in it, in terms of modern stuff, you're watching a lot of stuff now and your opinions are valid. <laughs> quote oh my God, you say that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I wonder who said that. And, um, I just, so, you know, I didn't take it to heart. <laughs> but in the space of about six weeks, I uh, went to a WWE pay-per-view, an AEW Dynamite special, and a New Japan show. Mm. So we're talking about who in this group has seen, and I've seen Rev Pro as well. So we're <laughs> yeah. talking about in this group who has seen four different promotions in the year. Ooh, that would be me. But anyway, that <laughs> quote is one of my highlights of the year and I will be repeating that on multiple occasions. But should, yes, my standout was Osprey Oku and uh, Audible Mention STEM shows. And then I have nearly completed the trilogy and the trilogy is meeting Steve. I've now met you and I've got one person left in this group to meet. So I've nearly done the trilogy and I hope that that happens in 2023. Yes, alas, we won't be all together for Money in the Bank, unfortunately, but maybe something else. Uh, Stu, personal wrestling highlight of 2022. Um, so I've got a few. Um, the podcasts, first of all, big highlight for me. Love doing them. So thank you for making them so, so much fun. Um, obviously, being able to go to Clash of the Castle um, was was awesome. Um, 
obviously need to just say we did miss you mark at that honestly it was uh we, yeah yeah but without getting too mushy and stuff like that so that that was a, that was a, a personal highlight particularly, yeah. particularly when we were particularly when we were in um Hot World. Uh, Hot World. Hot World, Mark. Hot World. John Cena's music came on. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, all thought of, we all thought of you. It was It was quite, it was quite interesting watching some um, what you call stereotypical wrestling fans on the dance floor. <laughs> yes. Throwing some shapes. It was certainly a... a around a the, around the three women that had ventured in there. And yeah, cracking. I didn't know what they got themselves <laughs> into in there. Um, so 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 that as well. In terms of in terms of watching wrestling on TV, um, not a really a, not a wrestling match, but Sami Zayn when he when he asked um, Jay if he was feeling a little bit oozy was, oh, was yeah. unbelievable TV, and I must have watched that so many times. And it, even now when I watch it, just watching the amount of times, not not just in that one, but the amount of times Sami Zayn nearly made them all break. Um, in 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 various things was was just hilarious. So so for me, seeing Sami Zayn's star just just fly has been absolutely amazing. In terms of in terms of matches, I, I I'm not going to sit here and profess that I've watched all 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 different promotions and stuff like that. So I can only really draw on what I've seen this year. Um, I love Cody and Rollins at WrestleMania. I love Cody and Rollins um, at, at at Helena or the Helena Cell match that they had. Um, the probably the kookiest moment for me in in wrestling was was Lesnar against Reigns with Lesnar getting in a forklift truck and lifting the ring up. I I really didn't buy into that at all. Didn't feel that. Oh, I um, love that as well. I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. No, didn't 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 feel that. I at nearly all. for a moment gave that all five actually on grapple, but then I was like, what are you what are you what are you doing? Like, yeah, four point seven five. But yeah, no. yeah. so <laughs> so uh, but like Mark said. I've really reconnected back into wrestling again. I sort of like moved away from it because of the, the staleness of the WWE product, but it's almost like it's re-energized my enthusiasm for watching wrestling and, and, and things like that. So um, as well, and I think as well, we can't move away from um, the other personal highlight for me was, was the Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech, which I thought was, was, was epic. I really did. So, um, so yeah. I never watched that. Yeah. I haven't watched it either. Even the funniest thing was about when Bron Breaker introduced the Steiners and he says, I can't guarantee what Scott's going to say or something like something <laughs> along those lines. I can't, yeah, I, I dread what he's going to say or something like that. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So it's been a really, you know, it's been a really great year to re-energize wrestling, I think as well. And, um, uh, but made all the more special by doing all these sort of things with you guys as well because they're just awesome so yeah definitely and, and the podcast continuation has is definitely a highlight for me because i love the actual recording and i think this is this is show 181 from our, in our archives which is quite nuts to think of really uh, but this has been a great year there's just not enough hours in the week to watch all the good stuff is out there there's so much good wrestling out there still we complain and moan i complain and i moan about various things about AEW because never really been the promotion I thought it was going to be, but there's so much good stuff out there. Stardom has been incredible this year. Um, Mark, I think you're going to be dipping your toe in at some point yep. um, when uh, when Sasha Banks, hopefully on the 23rd of April, has that a match with somebody. Um, Stardom has just been phenomenal this year. I feel like Jap Japanese wrestling is coming back now. The, cr the crowds are starting to cheer. Um, the rules are, are loosening at long last, and there's going to be so much good stuff in Japan. 
Um, Clash at the Castle was an incredible weekend. Uh, you know, it still gets me. I still get the, the chills up the spine with the WWE pay-per-view music at the start and, and the fact that Triple H is in charge now. It's so good to be looking forward to WWE again because it is part of all of our, you know, our lives and our childhoods and so many good, you know, good friendships and travels and great times have all been had because of that promotion. Um, and also, finally, last but not least, I have to say... Will Ospreay and Michael Oku. Will Ospreay all year, just ridiculous. Why is this guy still turning up to York Hall shows? He's wrestling in London on Sunday. He doesn't need to. He's given so much back to the British wrestling scene. He doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to do the show he's doing for you and Mark. And I'm sure that, who is it? Is, who's <laughs> a little it? village all in Lincoln he's going to. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just incredible. Yeah. It's Robbie X, isn't it? I mean, that one. Yeah, I mean, he's from Lincoln. Be. It's his hometown thing. Oh, in Robbie, event. X, is, gonna be Robbie X is good. Yeah, yeah. Robbie X is great. And he also will get booed out of the building. He'll play it up that night. That'll be yeah, such a yeah. show to go to. But he just, he just like he stepped in a week, a couple of weeks ago when RevPro needed someone, when um, uh, uh, Ricky Knight Jr. was injured. And he yeah. stepped in on, on like, no notice. So I'm actually with Ishii. And he's just like, he didn't need to do that two weeks before. And I, I just think the guy's matured and he's in such a good place now. I just hope that he has a good... Um, a good 2023 and, and maybe in 12 months time we might be sat here after he's won the world title back at Wrestle Kingdom fingers crossed uh, but yeah it's just been a great year I've watched more more live wrestling this year than, than I ever have more shows uh, and roll on the rest of this year and hopefully a lot more live wrestling but yeah that is it that is it any final words gentlemen before we get on out of here all shout I feel bad because I was the only one who didn't mention uh, podcasts so That's I've right. also I really enjoyed doing them <laughs> Uh, I yeah, always do. It's been great to have you all on. We'll, we'll all be back together again uh, soon at some point, I'm sure. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening as ever. We'll be back on January the 15th with UWF, the final year, episode one. Uh, thank you all for listening. Again, I always said that. It's been a long old show. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Fun.